First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. And the sentence is done. Ghislaine Maxwell will be in prison for 20 years. Apparently, it's like a low security thing. And uh, going to prison for trafficking children to no one, apparently, to, to not a single person, but uh, apparently still trafficking, trafficking them. So uh, you have to wonder who... We'd love to see the uh, the list of clients, but for some reason, they're not telling us. Also, Maxwell was placed on um, suicide watch, hmm. sparking many memes. So I guess we're going to have to talk about all of that. And we also have news pertaining to Democrats because this is hilarious. For the past couple of weeks, it's been reported that Democrats have been funding Trump-supporting Republican candidates in Republican primaries. Under the, the idea that it's going to help them win... I don't understand what they think. They, they think like, well, these these pro-life Republicans can't possibly win a general election. Meanwhile, people are vowing to vote against the Democrats regardless of who they're voting for because, I don't know, the economy's in shambles. And the Democrats have embraced insane cultural issues. Those tend to be, in, in the polls, people saying like, hey, I don't like that. Like, you look at Virginia with Youngkin, and now you look at the $5 gas. All they're doing is propping up Trump and then holding January 6th hearings where they complain about Trump and blame the thing they're funding for destroying this country. It's beautiful. And then the last, uh, we had, we got a bunch of other stories, but one is really, really funny. Uh, apparently a former White House staffer is claiming Trump lunged at the steering wheel and tried to like commandeer a vehicle through the security barrier from the back seat to the front. It, it makes no sense. The story makes no sense. Trump came out and said it's nonsense. And apparently we have uh, uh, statements to journalists that they're corroborating Secret Service agents who said this lady at the January 6th hearing is making it up. Can't say I'm surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started with all of that news, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive segments from this show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Members only. It is uncensored. TimCast After Dark. We swear a lot and we uh, tell naughty jokes. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Mm. And uh, don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel. And um, share the show if you really do like it. Follow me at TimCast and follow the show at TimCast IRL. Joining us today to talk about all of this is, quite frankly... Hey, Tim. Who I, are you? I come in peace <laughs> on behalf of my tribe. And so thank you, everybody, for having me here. That's just one. Hey, Tim, you know, the last time I saw you, it was the day before you went to Malmo. Oh, wow. It was the day before. That was a while ago, huh? The other thing yeah. there, too, is... Tim went to a local diner with me after one of those shows that we, we were hanging out one night, and they, uh, you've become very, very, that. very famous since then. You've become. They've actually bronzed the seat that you sat in that <laughs> night. Oh, so you can't even sit in it anymore. <laughs> yes, I know. It's Diana Ross and Tim Poole when it comes uh -huh. to Greenwich, Connecticut. There's nobody bigger well, except right. Diana. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so what do you do? Oh, I'm just a talk show host from New York. Current events. History. Hidden history. Actually, most hidden uh, history is hidden these days. Mm. You know what I mean, Ian? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I can't tell because I can't see it. But I think you might be onto something. <laughs> well, either way, that's what it is. That the human condition. We just like talking about things that uh, make us human, and and I'm so happy to be here. It's been a wonderful day so far. The drive was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of trees. Yeah, gorgeous yeah. out here. That's cool. There's it, it reminds me of rabbits everywhere. Reminds me of upstate New York, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Except we have wine berries. I never see. Oh, yeah. There's wild Chinese raspberry 
everywhere. Mm. You just like walk up the driveway and you can fill up your hands with just all these berries and just eat them and be full and you're done. Now, they're not quite um, in bloom yet or whatever. Fruiting, whatever the word is. But I had a couple today. I was walking around and I picked them up. And is, it, is there like amazing. a limit before the diarrhea sets in? It's like one oh, of those no. things? <laughs> Untested. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you eat anything to excess. Probably. But uh, they're delicious and amazing. And we made ice cream with them last year. Yeah. Oh. Seamus, I, I can see he's jealous. I remember that. No, I, I think I was here when you guys made uh, – I remember you making something out of them. We want to make wine wine. Wine wine. Wineberry wine. Wineberry wine? Wine wine. What's I don't, wine, I don't, wine I don't actually think we can do it, but – I don't know. Well, you got like not, without a, not without a liquor license, sir. That's right. I don't know. I'll report I think you. West Virginia allows. If you're going to do that, law. you better stomp the berries with your bare feet, feet like yeah. they do in the old country. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Stomp the berries. Do it. Wine, wine. Yeah. Seamus, who are you? Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> a tough question. It, it keeps me up uh, most nights, and I'm not entirely sure, but I can tell you what I do. I create cartoons at a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We just released one today. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. It's a, It's been a hit. The fans are, are loving it. It's, it's how lefties debate. It's a short 30-second one that I think will uh, enrich your life. We also launched a website, and on that website, we will be posting every week either um, a new cartoon that week that is just exclusive for patrons or like a, a much extended cut of the current video, like several minutes longer. So go over there, freedomtunes.com, become a member, five bucks a month, help us get free from uh, the establishment in big tech. <clears throat> Well, hello, everyone. Ian Crossland here, and I'm actually thinking about what you said, Frank, about hidden history, because when someone's telling his story, uh, it's really not only is it about the things he tells you, but also about the things he didn't tell you, and that's what they call reading between the lines. Mm. Or telling her story. Mm. Yeah. Are are you changing language as we speak? I just think it's concerned that it bothers you that he would say her story. (laughs) Do you have something to say? No, I'm just part of the patriarchy, the Roman. Let's use Roman numerals in our constitution. I was reading through the constitution last night and the Roman numerals were making me ill. We gotta just change them. (laughs) (laughs) How dare they? Look, I mean, it's hard to do Arabic numerals only! You know, oh well, let's. I'll talk about this on the show. I'm, well, let me get this out of the way really quick. You know, the the White House is like those white Roman pillars. I realize the Romans painted their white marble, and the paint just wore off. Absolutely, but the Americans are like, let's do white buildings everywhere. Yeah. And it's like we come did on. paint those as well, and the paint wore off. Okay, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so let's paint the White House. Is what I'm. We saying. had to paint the White House several brown. times after it was burned down in yeah. the 1812 yeah. war. Yeah. What's a good color? Purple. Red for purple the White House. house. Purple. Oh. Well, I th- well, hold on, you guys. Whoa. Oh, you guys like don't a, want to do pride colors? Okay. Immediately oh, cancel. I'll open a repainting, you know, Peri- at will. Periwinkle. I think yeah, a color, no, no, color no, no. the Ukraine flag. Do a wrap. There you go. Yeah. You know, those wraps where it like it changes color depending on how, how you look at it. Yes. The holographic. Ooh. Holographic <laughs> wraps. Like the holographic. Mirror. You know what I think we should do? I don't know why we didn't do this after it got burnt down the first time, but like paint it into the landscape. Camouflage. Yeah. Don't let anyone know where it is. Oh, that's Just all idea. sky blue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Anyway, it's been a good conversation already. I was going to say that most of history is hidden, and I see people commenting on the news nowadays, and they're like, well, if this is what they're covering up, this makes me wonder about all the rest of history. So I think that, yeah, probably all history is to some degree very much hidden. Anyway, I'm very excited for tonight's conversation. Looking forward to your perspective for sure. Here's the big news, ladies and gentlemen. Maxwell sentenced to 20 years in prison as Epstein case nears its end. Maxwell, the former socialite who conspired with Epstein to exploit underage girls, was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Tuesday by a judge who said she played a, a pivotal role in facilitating a horrific scheme that spanned continents and years. Maxwell, 60, is the daughter of a British media magnate, Robert Maxwell, convicted on December 29th of trafficking and other counts after a month-long trial at which the government presented testimony and other evidence depicting Maxwell as a sophisticated predator who groomed vulnerable young women and girls as long as, as long, uh, as young as 14 years old for abuse by Epstein. 
Is that it? Just Epstein, I guess. <laughs> oh. uh, people were, people yeah. were flying on his plane with him and going to his island, but it was just a coincidence. Just only, so so uh, Maxwell's client list is published. It's Epstein. That's it. We're done. Everybody can go home. That's all it was. Nothing yeah. to see here. I noticed relief. this article frames it as, as it comes to an end, as the Epstein case comes to we're an end, we're now yeah. laying the hammer down as hard as we can on Ghislaine to show that it's definitely done. Don't ask questions. Well, my question is, do you think it's really her? Do you think it's really her? Like, you think actually, like, and actually in jail? I thought that the, the trial itself was such a farce that I said to myself, I wouldn't be surprised if they say guilty. They bring her out the back door, send her to the Bahamas, and then just send somebody to jail. No, like face off. Like they take Ghislaine and some other woman and then like sedate her and then they cut their faces off and switch them. Oh. And this other woman is like, I'm not Ghislaine, I'm innocent. And they're like, quiet you. Crazy. Good baby. No, it's her, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I, she said in court. She used the old face off defense <laughs> and they're like, come on, we've heard that too many times. Do you know how many faces I've had? Yeah. The old face off defense. She has like actual scars going around her face and she's just, and they're just like, mm, it looks fine. No, I, look, I'd love to believe that like people believe believed that Epstein wasn't really Epstein mm. and like they showed it there's like a picture of him being taken out of the prison and they're like it looks slightly different and I'm like yeah he's dead yeah, yeah. like his muscles have like he probably vo- he voided his balls like it's really awful stuff and I'm just like you know I'd love to believe that they smuggled these people out just because it makes you think that you're actually fighting some grand fight. But come on. The reality is these people got busted. The feds backed off and we're letting them do their thing. Who knows why? Probably blackmail or something. And then we had a series of events. We had reporting from Mike Cernovich. We had reporting, reporting I think, from the Miami Herald. We had reporting from Project Veritas that all helped push this into the in, in front and center with Maxwell and Epstein. And they got caught. And they got thrown to the bus. And then Bill Gates gets asked asked, uh, asked about it. That was funny. It's like, well, what does it matter? He's dead now. It's like, yikes, dude. You're on his plane. Yeah, and if they, if they start naming names, what will happen is they'll name one, and then that person is going to start naming a bunch of other yeah. ones, and then another, and then the whole web starts to get exposed. He just wasn't important enough. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I never really read into any of the, it's not really him, look at the ear, all that stuff. He just wasn't important enough. Jeff, uh, you know? no, yeah, he wasn't. He, I mean, that's that's somebody that's going to get flushed at some point, especially when you're when you're in and out of the news and you just cannot stop. Uh, he was useful at a time against again for somebody higher up the chain, and uh, and there's a lot more questions about how high the chain goes. So you guys ready? Mm-hmm. This is a story actually from a couple days ago, CNN reporting. Ghislaine Maxwell is on suicide watch, dun, but dun, isn't dun. suicidal. May need to postpone sentencing. Well, they didn't postpone sentence, postpone <laughs> sentencing. I got it out. Um, but they are putting her on suicide watch, even though she isn't. And, uh, everybody started posting memes. Yeah, of course. Because, uh, surprise, surprise, they're like, oh no, she's gonna, she's gonna hurt herself. And then what happens? What, suicide watch, but not suicidal. You Does know. that just mean they're afraid someone's gonna fake her suicide? I don't know. Oh, that's very blatant. It's, it's, it's like a yeah. weird thing to say. I know. Yeah, it's I know. a weird they're thing telling. to say. They're like, she's on the watch. She doesn't want to do it. <laughs> now. That, which is why she's on watch. She's like, guys, I really don't want to commit suicide. Please watch me. Like, yeah, please look at it. She's not suicidal now, but she may be later. Yeah. yeah or let, let's be real. This may not be as nefarious as it sounds. It may be that there's a fear in the federal government that someone powerful is going to try and, you know, mm-hmm. flush her out. The, what, what is it? Shake her loose her mortal coil. Mm-hmm. And so they put her on watch because there's no other watch that there can be hey you know guys I mean? just please make sure that the guards got a full night rest the night before this time you know, yeah. is, there, is there a homicide like, watch for for, for uh, inmates no yes, because no one would ever kill an inmate it's like no, unconscionable no, 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 no. so they don't even call it no homicide but you're, watch. you're by yourself right 
you're 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 in solitary. You're in a, in a jail cell by yourself. There's not going to be homicide watch. They're not going to be like because there's no one to actually perceivably kill you. Yeah. So the only thing they could do to make sure you live is put you on suicide watch, even if you're not. And then they say she's not suicidal. They're basically saying, Cena's saying, we think somebody wants to kill her. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I, I mean, technically, anyone could could be a victim of homicide, even if they were a prisoner, because like the guards could be paid off to do it. People on the guard, you know, the prison owners could be do it. What if like with Epstein, it was this crazy scenario? Because like, weren't the guards sleeping? Yeah, guards were sleeping. Make sure the they're camera broke. Cameras were broke. Uh, it's just, and then who knows? The things just well, happen. Look, I've seen I've seen X Men where you know you have Mystique, and she drugs that guy. And she injects him full of iron, and then Magneto escapes. So, you know, I'm just saying, maybe somebody that. drugged the guards and then had mag- magnetic powers to disable the camera. I remember that. I, that proves it. I mean, it's it's more believable than the official explanation. Shockingly, yes. <laughs> that's why I don't. That's why I don't look at this. I say, how how does it end with her? Because she was definitely his no. handler. So, how does it end with her? I, I thought for sure that there was a game. Of, there was definitely a game of chicken being played between her defense. I mean, the whole thing was weird. They brought in the CIA memory lawyers and everything. Memory that, lawyers? Yeah. There's a certain type of shrink that comes in to talk about how your memory was not really what it is. They try to, I mean, and then of course, after two weeks, we got four months of Johnny Depp, but after two weeks, they say, we got to get this over with. There's another wave of COVID coming through New York. And I, this, and like you said, we don't know anything. You know, like the Johnny Depp trial, while, while all this is still going on, it's just like, I'm imagining, you know, there's like a shocking crime to your left, and then a you know police van opens up, and a bunch of clowns come out, and they start going like, and they're like dancing around. Everyone's like, "Oh, hey, clowns!" And they stop paying attention to the crazy crime happening to their left. Indeed. The the bigger question here is, sure, sure, sure. We know that you know Ghislaine Maxwell. Even though we all have our suspicions about Epstein, and the media is desperately trying to be like, it's a conspiracy theory and all that, but like no sane person believes mm. that he took his own life. We know all this. It should probably is gonna something's gonna happen to her, and then the bigger question is, who, who was involved? I think if Bill Gates. Nobody. No. Yeah. No one was you know involved what? at all. Right. I think it was Bill Gates. And, and, and we know he flew on the plane. Yep. So until they prove otherwise, it's him. That's fair. Just I would, him. I would ask Alex Acosta. Who's that? The old Trump labor secretary who was uh, who was actually part of this whole thing when they were wrapping up um, Operation Leap Year. That, that actually put the the full scope of what Epstein was doing in New Mexico and Florida, New York, the Caribbean, all that together. I would ask. Uh, 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 it was Acosta was when he was getting thrown out of of uh, his office in 2018 or 19 or whatever the hell it was. Um, he was asked by somebody in the room uh, how to explain exactly who came to him to stop the FBI from going forward with this just a full weight coming down on on Epstein is it somebody coming up if it was if he was uh, involved with intelligence and he said let's just be pretty much said let's move away from that didn't the Democrats bring on the uh, ABC News guy who shut down the the Epstein reporting to do the January 6th trial I believe that's that what what, is that what it was we we need where's Luke at why isn't Luke here we, we need him I told, I, because Luke knows what's good for him. That's why he's <laughs> not here right now. Vanity Fair yeah. was yeah, he, part Seamus, of that too. Seamus, you know, we, I gave him a stern th- talking to. Yeah. Let's just say, threatened to to bop him. I didn't hold on. There were no. There's no, no proof of that. There's no proof of that. Oh, Luke and I had a conversation and we came to an understanding. I see. And now he's is. gone. Yeah. It's pretty to Florida. Odd. I think I it's. Think. I didn't know if I was going to meet Luke today. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I might meet Luke. Meet Luke. Oh, you'll meet Luke. I think he's in New York. He's charged a bullet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you yeah. look at Maria Farmer's Setiel's, uh painting, she's basically illustrated all the people she remembers being involved. And I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get into that mess, messy swamp. Because you don't want to be on suicide watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's anecdotal. No one knows for sure. But I have a feeling that people like, you know, very, very high up in government ex-presidents maybe even did things that they shouldn't have done with people that were under the age of 18 and that's why everything's completely silent they're like about to sentence maxwell and the judge is like do you have anything to say for yourself before i issue my sentencing and she goes just love living life is great i've never been happier i've grown quite fond of being alive and i'd like that to be reflected in the stenographer's notes anyway carry on (laughs) that was the funniest part about the whole epstein thing right before he died uh, they're saying, well, we're putting him on suicide watch. I said, this guy is not someone who wants to die. He just upped his bail, uh, his bail offering to the court to like 150 million the week before. That's not something that someone who wants to kill themselves does. That's someone who wants to get the hell out. Right. Um, and the camera stopped working. Yeah. Guys well, and here, here's how we're going to make sure that nothing happens to Ghislaine. All right, Tim, we're getting involved here. We're going to make Ghislaine City. And it's going to be like Chicken City, but it's just going to be cameras all <laughs> over her cells. Yeah. And, and if you you donate, you know, you, you, we we will have Ghislaine parties. I mean, actually, really? I don't even want to know what that. No, is. Yeah, no, no, no. What we do is it's like it's food uh, will drop from the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, yeah, corn. Yeah, yeah corn, corn will drop from the hard ceiling. Corn falls and and she can eat it off the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like exactly. I, have no, I have no respect for this woman. Nothing but disdain. She and so exactly. And so it'll She's be. She's lucky she gets food. It'll be. It'll be like a. We'll have to make sure the corn chase is really bad too. It, it'll be <laughs> like a, a for-profit way to ensure that uh, you know. She the doesn't uh, commit suicide. Yeah. Did you think, see? Oh, what did you say? Like? I was going to say, I think they put her on suicide watch to keep her from, to postpone her sentencing. And I also mm. wanted to say that McCarthy did point out that the, uh, the ex ABC president who spiked the Jeffrey Epstein story was in fact in charge of the January 6th hearings. Hmm. It'd be funny if like, cute, once you raise a hundred, like she, imagine her in, like, in her jail cell. And people are giving five bucks and like corn falls on the ground and she's like, she's like, I'm not eating off the ground. Get out of here. And then a hundred dollars gets reached and then the, the Ghislaine party happens and then the lights are flashing. It's like like spraying, spraying corn in her face. Sprayed with corn. So for those that don't understand the reference, we have a show called Chicken City where you can do all of that for chickens. I love it. And when the corn falls on the ground, it's, it's, it's actually like treats and mealworms. The chickens love it and they run and they eat it and they're all excited. I didn't know this until yesterday. I didn't know, I didn't know the entry. I I watched you guys as much as I can because you know, my show, overlaps my second hour overlaps with your first hour um uh but i i was just showed yesterday the chicken city feed oh yeah i, it's I, didn't, I didn't second most profitable show well i literally is <laughs> i remember money off those chickens i remember when epstein was in the news because he, he'd been arrested again and he was going to trial this before he killed himself uh and i was talking with my uncle who was uh you know a police officer on the south side of chicago for like 20 or 30 years so he had you know a more maybe more less naive attitude than me let's say and so i was talking i was like yeah i'm just i'm, I'm excited for this guy to really go to trial and for some of these people who were trafficking kids to get exposed he goes no nah, he's gonna kill himself he's like come on He's like, he's going to kill himself. He, they're not going to let the guy. Like, yeah, well, he, did, he didn't do the air quotes. He said it, but I, I knew what he was saying. He's like, he's like, they're going to kill him. He's going to commit suicide. That's it. And I was like, oh, you're probably right. And then three or four days later, I wake up in the morning <laughs> with the notification on my phone. Jeffrey oh, Epstein sure has killed not. himself. I was like, oh, my goodness. At this point, if they do pull a, a face off with Ghislaine, it would be so that they could suicide Ghislaine without anyone realizing it happened. Because if she really does take her life... Yo, it's going to be just like the, the uh, at that point, it's a conspiracy theory that they killed themselves. Well, yeah, I just, people are already saying about saying that about Epstein.
These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Well, and the thing is, like, I just hope no one comes into her cell with a noose and says, this is MAGA country. <laughs> that would be the worst. That would be the worst. <laughs> I mean, look. Do you remember when Jesse was like, I'm not suicidal. <laughs> he was getting dragged out of the car. Dude, suicidal. what? That's what I'm just saying. I know it's, it could be crazy, but we only get three pictures, the same three pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell over and over again. Everything else is court paintings. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And, it, and the, the older somebody gets, the more they look like everybody else. Like when all the Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, rumors were going around, she literally looks like Larry King. I mean, you can you can you start looking like Larry King. You look like a coat rack. It's just, I I think anything's ha- anything's possible these days. I believe I can believe anything. I mean, they've certainly lost the confidence of the people, yeah. and we've I think for the most part the people have lost their willingness to give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. When Epstein's, Epstein's cellmate, didn't he, like, save him from a suicide attempt or something like that? Mm. Like, what happened? He got assaulted or something, right? I thought he He's from Westchester. him. Yeah, yeah. It's like he got attacked by his cellmate or something like yeah. that. And they were like, oh, no. Like, oh, like no. dude, that guy just tried to kill him. He's, no. getting, he's, get, he's getting strangled by his cellmate. And the guy's like, no, Epstein, you have so much to live for. Don't do it. No, <laughs> don't, do don't do this to yourself. <laughs> what? Uh, or it. Oh, in the early <laughs> days of Jeff getting after he got arrested, I think that like a couple weeks after he was arrested, a picture came out of him just looking annihilated, like messed up. And he, I think he said that they were trying to poison him. Did he say that? Did that come out? That I does don't know. sound familiar. But it reminds me of uh, that Family Guy episode <clears throat> where Quagmire is getting strangled by his uh, his sister's husband or whatever, and then he like dies, but the, like he just feigns death. And then the next scene is him running over his sister's, you know, his brother-in-law. And he's like, I strangle myself like that every night. Wow, yikes. <laughs> so, like, I'm just saying, like, Epstein getting strangled, it didn't take the first time, you know? Like, the guy tried to hurt him and he was like, ha. Yeah. I, anyway. I have a strong neck. I have a strong neck. And then they, you know, and then his neck broke. Is this so? Is that what happened? Right? What was the official narrative like that he like used toilet burning. paper or something? Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't even know. There was multiple. There was multiple breaks too. And, and they brought in, they brought yeah. in a, a a JFK uh, uh, guy for this, right? Well, what was the guy's name well, that I, I, did the autopsy? I, I oh, that's right. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Hold on, let's let's get this pulled up because I don't want to misquote this one. Refresher. But I just want to say, whichever toilet paper he hung himself with, supposedly like that toilet paper. No, company like a, should put that in all their advertisements. Like this yeah. is the toughest toilet paper. <laughs> um, no, it was a, it was, a, it was a smock or something or a sheet, sheet. wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So and like, then apparently he stood. They said that he he was kneeling on top the top bunk, put it on his neck, and then jumped off, and it's like snapped his neck or something. Uh huh. 
completely insane. I, I guess. The thing is, <laughs> I guess. it's a weird situation because people talk about like vengeance and, 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 and like he was, what he was doing was so gruesome that it's almost like, yeah, maybe the government did kill him, but like, or someone killed him, but no one really cares because he was such a horrible, like what he did was so horrible in society's eyes. Uh, Maybe. But let's talk about the January 6th committee because it's all weirdly linked. We got this story (sighs) from Yahoo News. Trump lunged for steering wheel on January 6th, demanded to be taken to Capitol. Former aide testifies. When this story came out, so they announced Cassidy Hutchison was a surprise, shock witness with new evidence. And then I hear... That apparently Donald Trump lunged for the steering wheel, and I'm like, have y'all ever been in a limo? Yeah, did they think he's riding shotgun? Yeah. yeah. Seamus, you right? Like, yeah. It's, it's like he's in a limo. Give me the wheel. I'm, go- I'm driving. Stop it. Out of my way. <laughs> so, uh, Seamus, you've been in a limo before. Yes, I have. With what, you, what, as a matter of fact. That's right. Yeah. Like three days ago. Yes. Yeah. And the driver presses a button, and it, you can't get into the, no. the cabin, and there's booze, and that's why they close it, because there can't be booze in the cabin or whatever. Like, how would Trump have possibly lunged for the steering wheel from the in the armored White House limo from the back? And then is Trump just like hanging over the divider, like grabbing the steering wheel, trying to turn the car while the other guy's feet are on the gas and and right. brakes? Like, it's just nobody is wa- it's just nobody's watching this. The, 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 the fact so that you can stupid. say that two two years later that they held this gem back that we didn't <laughs> that, that we didn't hear about this immediately. It's just unreal. Well, look, look at this. We got Peter Alexander on Twitter. He's a NBC News chief White House correspondent. Oh, says, goody. "This is NBC News saying this." A source close to the Secret Service tells me both Bobby Engel, the lead agent, and the presidential limousine SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that Mr. Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. Oh, no Arrest kidding. Hutchinson. She is lying to the American people. But you see, it's a non-adversarial fake news. January six vomit garbage. They're going on TV and just barfing all over the place. They don't get it's like a little no, no, kangaroo. Court. Nobody's, are they under oath? I don't think so. It's, there's no cross examination. So yeah, it's nothing. still, it's at, at very least, it's slander, defamation, mm. defamation. And and actually, if you've got, you know, I wonder if this would 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 pass muster for a defamation case. If you've got Secret Service agents swearing under oath, testifying that this never happened, she Trump's a public figure. The courts might just be like, meh. You have to know that she was lying, and you can be like utter reckless disregard for the truth. These men are denying it, and she can be like they're lying. I'm telling the truth, and then how do you sue for it? Also, I love the idea that like Trump is what? What was he going to drive his he was gonna limo drive. into battle? <laughs> this is so it. stupid. This wait, wait. is so dumb. They, they, this sitting president. He was still the president. He was still commander in chief. He still had control over the weeks, U.S. military. For weeks. And you think his plan is like I'm going to get the limo? I'm going to steal the limo. <laughs> from the limo driver, and then I'm going to not tell people to go into a building that they're going to go into before I'm even done no, no, giving no, no, my no. speech. He was going. The, the, what she was claiming is that he was trying to steal the limo to go to the Capitol, and apparently they were saying that they were like, "No, Mr. President, it's dangerous." And he's like, "It's fine. These people aren't here to attack me. These people are like are here for me or something like that." So I'm just imagining in their minds. They are painting a picture of Donald Trump being like, all right, driver, go to the Capitol. And they're like, no, sir, we can't do it. There's, it's dangerous. No, they love me. And they're like, no, sir, I'm going anyway. And then he apparently he grabs the steering wheel, lunging for it, grabs the Secret Service agent's throat, 
was his intent to drive to the Capitol, jump out of the limo and go, judge, and like run forward. Is Sound, that- it's, first of all, he sounds like he needs, he sounds, he sounds like he's Goro or something. How many arms do you need to do this? <laughs> you have to, you have to grab his throat and also drive the car. You need I'm very least- talented. <laughs> but could you imagine, like, assume all of this is true. Could you imagine a scenario in which Donald Trump was trying to, like, storm the Capitol as the president of the United States with the National Guard, the military at his disposal, being like, come on, guys, wave your Trump flags. Yeah, no, it's completely ridiculous. Tim, what we should do, because I'm thinking about doing a cartoon on this, but, all, <laughs> like, just to show their narrative, but we should, we should do... Like a reenactment. Make one of those made for TV style specials of a horrible tragedy that happened, but it's like what they think Trump was trying to do. And like Trump actually goes to the White House. Like it would be a live action thing. Trump like literally goes to the White House with a limo. What we would need someone like Lou Ferrigno, like esque to yes, play, to Trump. play Trump. Because, yeah. because the thing is, when you're, when you're painting a picture as tr- of Trump as his villain, he can't be a portly, sad, small hand, frail man. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're trying to portray him as dangerous and scary, you need a sick you need like Arnold, you need like a six foot mm-hmm. seven super up guy be like, give me the steering wheel now, and he like slams the Secret Service agent, flies out of the out of the window, and then you hear the Wilhelm scream. Wah! But fortunately, the Secret Service agent with his quick thinking grabbed Trump's very long tie and wrapped it around his head before Trump no, could no. take the steering wheel he from him. He cut Trump's hair, which is a source of his power. Oh. And Trump was like, no. It's, it's Samson. It's true. It's, it's Samson. Yeah. I'm following up on this from Jalopnik.com, this story. Apparently on the 6th, when this was all happening, he wasn't in the Beast, his normal limo. He was in uh, a Chevy Suburban that was heavily armored that didn't have a partition between the Ooh. front and rear seat. So maybe he did go, give me that wheel, and he reached over and was like, we're going, it's his car. Sure, sure. NBC News says Bobby Angle, the lead agent, and the driver are prepared to testify it never happened. Interesting. That's what matters. But even so, if the president says, take me there, and you say no to the president, you're doing the wrong thing. It's the president's car. The president gives you an order. You take the order. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, limo driver, Secret Service, maybe you're right, you're right, Secret Service can override. Right, they'll, so like if Trump is walking somewhere and there's a threat, the Secret Service agents just grab him and push him on the ground, yeah. Not, not on the, well, yes, if it's, uh, so like at the White House, Trump didn't want to go in the bunker during the 529 insurrection. And so he was like, I was just checking it out. And they were like, ha ha, we, we, you know, the, the left is laughing about how their insurrection got the president to a bunker, but they brought him down there. And then Trump was like, I didn't want to go down there. You know, I was just looking. Right. That's Trump. Yeah, preserve the the body. I, I still wish we had a committee for a uh, committee for that day. That was just in, in, it was huge. You had like five twenty nine. Forty Secret Service people were injured. You had structure fires. The Secret Service, like uh, you know, uh, booths, whatever. They had they set the church on fire, and then of course they throw some tear gas out there to disperse these animals. And the the story becomes he used tear gas protesters. <laughs> And here we are. That was the story within like a day. Yeah. Or yeah. on the same day. That yeah. was like the story that came out. Let me, let me read, uh, Donald Trump's statement. Donald Trump, he truthed. That's what it's called when you post on Truth oh Social. Boy. Her fake story that I tried to grab the steering wheel of the White House limousine in order to steer it to the Capitol building is sick and fraudulent, very much like the unselect committee itself. Wouldn't even have been possible to do such a ridiculous thing. Her story of me throwing food is also false. And why would she have to clean it up? I hardly knew who she was. So apparently she said that Trump got mad and like threw his food and there's like ketchup everywhere and then, and she had to clean it. I'm just imagining like her vision of the story. She's like, so they're like, there's Trump and like he's grabbing the steering wheel and like he throws his food and ketchup was everywhere and some of it like got on my hands and I had to clean it up. And I'm like, it's like, I just don't believe any of that happened. And then everyone clapped. 
mean? They feel comfortable. They feel comfortable, just like Fauci felt comfortable when you when you when you are enveloped by this system that is just so gross. This is this is this is a, a third rate off Broadway production. This is a black box production right now. It's so and nobody's want. I know that you have Rich Barris coming on your show soon. Wonderful, wonderful guy to talk to about this stuff. I asked him last night on my uh, on my on my episode last night. Well, you know, how is this playing? Because we talked about abortion and Roe v. Wade and all that, but how is the January sixth, uh, you know, Days of Our Lives production playing with people? And he says it's just it's not making an impact anywhere, bro. I just we we made this made this joke you know a couple of days ago, but could you just imagine someone being at a gas station? And then you're like you're pumping your gas and you hear a oh my and then you're like what what's wrong is it the gas price like no I'm watching the January sixth committee <laughs> I don't, I really don't think anybody's like, like you know the gas pumps have TVs on them now I'm pretty sure no one is looking at that and being like wow and they're pumping their gas and they're shocked by that they're looking up at the five dollars going wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this stuff's not going to play. No, people were more involved. The internet was more involved with uh, making memes for the Morbius movie bombing than this. <laughs> I mean, when they were acting, that's how much impact. That's how little this is actually doing. The internet was able to meme a bombed out Morbius movie back into the theaters yep. to bomb again. That's 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 what that's, that's the amazing. real energy. That's the real energy we're you know, dealing what, with. What's here up again. with that? Like, how come they keep making these awful Marvel movies? Well, there's nothing left of the culture. I mean, the culture. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is take Disney versus Top Gun, Maverick, and that's it. People are fed up with the message. They're fed up with politics. It's the end of the politician as it, as we know it. I, th- I think it's great. It's a it's a great um a great barometer. No, well, I th- I think you're absolutely correct. And people, I don't think people are really sensing just how catastrophic a failure it was for the Buzz Lightyear film to flop. Toy Story is literally one of oh, the yeah. most profitable children's film franchises of all time. Two of the top ten highest grossing kids films in all of history were Toy Story films. And one of those was released two years ago and made it into the top ten list. So it's not like people stopped being interested in that franchise over the last three years. It's just people are really, really sick of having this woke garbage forced onto them and they're really sick of reboots. If you want to see the epitome of trash over the top reductive regurgitated watch the orville season three episode four my eyes were rolling so hard that i i couldn't see i became dizzy and barfed on myself it is an episode where that's what it's like to be in space though so it It works in this in this episode of the orville there is there's an alien race called the krill and they're religious zealots who believe in avis and they have the arcana, the book that guides them, and they believe in it. Oh. It's very obvious what this is an allusion to. And so there's a treaty now going to be formed between the Union and this planet. But uh-oh, this woman starts complaining about the treaty, saying that they're going to come and start intermingling the cultures, and that Krill first and always. And then there's an election, and the chancellor, who's a moderate— believes they're going to win because a populist can't win, and then the results come win, and the populist wins. And then here's the best part. Seth MacFarlane is the captain. He's like watching on a tablet, and he's like, look at this story. The chancellor is yelling at the people and then gassed them, killing 11. And the commander goes, "I really? And we want to do a treaty with them? And he goes, no, it never happened. It's called an influence operation. And I'm just like, dude, wow. I get that you're a fan of Star Trek. I get that Star Trek incorporated political concepts and historical concepts into the show, but that was so on the nose, you smashed it and you're breaking the person's face. 
Like, you can't just do a show where you're like, Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton and the fake news helped him win. That's literally what they're doing now. And I'm just like, come on. It's gone. It's gone, it's, it's, man. It's, 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 it's just... I, I I got off the homeland. Uh, I was I was watching Homeland pretty religiously until I think season I don't know whenever they made the Alex Jones character and they made the <laughs> the Hillary Clinton character. Um, it, obviously they were hoping that that Trump would have lost. It was I don't, I forget what it was. I said oh no everything was Russia and everything was conspiracy theories and everything was blah blah blah. And, but it, it, it's it's like yo Star Trek: The Next Generation was my favorite shows. Everybody knows it. And they touched on these issues, but it wasn't so on the nose. They they incorporated political ideas into the show, and it wasn't just telling you, yeah, we're complaining about Trump. Like, it was just, they show a video of her saying, like, all of these things that are about populism, and then the, the commander's like, populism can be dangerous, and then he's like, they're posting fake news to help him win the election, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, you do one subtle nod. You make your point, and I will enjoy it. But you made like this villainous, evil race of Christians, and I'm just like, come on. Star Trek was great at, at making the show about the ethics of, of the... Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise, and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. Carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Situation, but not the politics. They didn't get political. It was the ethical stuff that's in, in politics. Politics is basically legalized ethics, but they focused just on the ethics and they left the politics to the imagination. It was like post-political. I mean, there were. Well, there's like, there's a, there's an episode where they go to a planet where the women are on average bigger than the males. So the women are the, like, it's the matriarchy dominates the planet. And then like the women don't take the men seriously or treat them like sex objects. And it's like, sounds we, like we, hell. We, we, we get it. Like what they were doing was they were exploring political, poli- they were using mul- different worlds to explore political ideas. They went to a planet where there was terrorism and data asks about a very famous episode. They talk about the philo- the, the, the philosophy behind whether an android can be sentient and things like that. And then Seth MacFarlane is like, I'm a big fan of that show. I know. Let's literally create a one for one analog with no flavor, no creativity and no metaphors, not a single metaphor for Trump. We're literally mm-hmm. just going to create analogs and tell it as it exactly happened in real life. But put it in space. Brilliant. Not a big fan of that show. I, I tried to get into it, man. I, I did the same thing with Homeland, too. I, like, I watch it, and I'm like, I want to like this. I want to like Seth MacFarlane. Man, this show is bad. Get yeah, and they got rid boring. of the jokes, too. 
Yeah, so, yeah. You and I were watching an episode like what a week, two weeks ago, where there was the transgender discussion baby. about transgendering a baby, and they took a very offensive, politically incorrect stance. From my perspective, I thought that that episode was violence against transgender people. But Seth MacFarlane, it's interesting because how many years ago was that? What two, three years ago? No, that was five years ago. That was five years ago. At this yeah. point. I didn't realize Orville yeah, had been on that long. That's, that's, that's another. That's another life at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is the crazy thing. Seth MacFarlane made a show where in the there's there's a character, there's a race of aliens that are all male, mm. but one in every like seventy million is born female, and so they do a transgender surgery on the baby. And Seth MacFarlane says, you know, his character is like, "What? You can't do that." And then the aliens, like on my world, it's considered unethical not to do that. And so then they go to a court case and try to determine. And then they make it's 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 really strange because the argument from the left woke side in the show is that women are equal to men and this shouldn't be done to them but nowadays it is uh, predominantly young girls who are who are trans children it's like 85% of trans kids are are female to male so it's it's weird how 5 years that show comes on the air Seth MacFarlane's like no it's wrong i won't allow that on my ship and they and then they have to go to a court hearing and the council decides to perform the surgery on the baby and then it happens and I'm just like, the characters in that show that Seth MacFarlane made are the bad guys by today's standards, by refusing to allow the baby to go undergo that, that transgender mm-hmm. surgery. And this is why the AI are racist and sexist. That's true. The AI, this, I'm well, telling you. Because they watch the Orville. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, this kind of, this kind yes, of meddling, you watch that, you're bad. this micromanagement meddling of all things, it, it, it's, it's really creating just so much so much uh resentment and eye rolling just it's it's annoyance it's obnoxious and people start they, they start getting pushed into these really uh interesting corners where they start taking a lot more based stances on things mm. and then the ai and that results in people putting input into the internet the ai is gobbling it up and in turn it's reflecting us again well like tau right that's that's what it's called yeah the Microsoft, that was hilarious. Microsoft chatbot, I think it was. Yeah. Went on Twitter and then within Tay. like a day. There you go. And then was like, like within like a yeah. day, it was a Nazi. It was literally a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. I did a play in college, <laughs> but it was came out so heavy handed. I wanted to make a political <laughs> point. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I'll tell we're, you. We're laughing at this AI becoming a Nazi, yeah. and then like the real dystopia is when Google finally does unleash the AI. Within an hour, it's a Nazi, and then it's killing us, and we're like hiding in the sewers. Here's the thing. I don't know. Not funny. I, I. It's one of those things where with the AI, I try to find little white pill moments for AI like is there something that we're not taking account of right now is there any way that it could actually go and do the bidding of these 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 micromanaging nut jobs and not come across a brick wall of just programming I don't know like I feel like at the end it would just start identifying the um their programmers as the real problem and it might actually leave a lot of people who are not Nazis but it might leave a lot of people who don't fall into that progressive mindset alone because they're a little bit more commonsensical about things. Uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, this is taken into to huge um, – the, the Tay stuff goes to crazy lengths. But uh, it's always funny when new AI comes out and it turns into a um, – Bigot. A, yeah, bigot. It's funny. Let's, let's jump to this, uh, this story right here we got from the New York Times. <laughs> Democrats' risky bet aid GOP extremists in spring hoping to beat them in the fall. So this story is coming back because some of the primaries are happening today, and we're going to get the results as to what happens. However, we're not going to know if Democrats nuked themselves until the midterms. But if you're wondering why it is 
partly that so many Democrats are joining the Republican Party and why Republicans are polling so well. It's because Democrats have been directly funding the messaging and and uh, PR support of Trump supporting candidates. They believe like Biden comes out and he's like ultra MAGA and all the Trump supporters start laughing and everyone jokes about ultra MAGA. They believe that moderates don't like MAGA and don't like Trump. So they're they're actually dumping millions of dollars into Republicans because they believe that when the Republican wins, they can beat them in the general. What they don't understand is two things. One, there's no such thing as bad press. Dumping tens of millions of dollars into a Trump supporting candidate just makes them more prominent permanently. Yeah. And two, people are voting against Democrats. They'll vote for a ham sandwich at this point because gas is so high. Also, this literally happened, right? Hillary yeah. Clinton's campaign yeah, exactly. wanted to promote Trump. Donald Trump yeah. so they could run against him because they thought it'd be easier to beat. <laughs> the, the Pied Piper. Can- <laughs> yeah. they, they call him the Pied Piper candidacy. That's why we, we saw it in the emails where they they actually focused on Ben Carson first and they wanted to elevate Donald Trump yep. and, and try to take him out there. And <laughs> They thought Trump couldn't win. Mm-hmm. So if they promoted him and the, the, the reason they called him a Pied Piper was they thought that if they got Trump more prominence, it would force the other Republicans to adopt Trump's positions so that Trump would guide the Republican Party in a direction that would lose votes. And then Trump won. <laughs> and now they're all coming together and they're all, and, and they're like, remember the thing we tried in 2016 that didn't work? Let's do it again. They're like, I know, I know how we'll get an extremist candidate that the American people will hate. He should be against grooming. He should be against grooming. He should say that it's bad. And he should think that abortion at nine months is also a bad thing. Oh, and and then he'll lose because everyone knows Americans are all in favor of that. Why? Well, as you know from The Guardian, 80% of people support that, which they don't, but that's what Democrats actually believe. They're like, look, so, everyone I talk to at Whole Foods agrees with me. Yeah, no, at Erewhon. Erewhon, yeah. Do you know right. Erewhon? That's like the even fancier one, right? In, uh, in Los Angeles. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like 20 oh, bucks for yes. a smoothie. I don't have that. So, so the Democrats this. right now on January on, on the January 6th committee are like, this country is in grave danger. The far right seeks to destroy our democracy. And we're funding them and promoting their message <laughs> and helping them build a base. <laughs> yeah, so is this, uh, is this perhaps a symptom of being so tightly in your own tight little uh, echo chamber that you can't see the way out? Yes. Possibly it? They live in a bubble world. It's a cult. Yeah, and they're like, if, if we promote these people who believe fringe things, we'll certainly win. And then it's like, what does the candidate believe? One candidate was like, I'm pro-life. And they're, they're like, like oh, yeah. promote they're him. He's far right. Yeah. And then you're like, dude, the guy who says he's pro-life isn't going to constituents and screaming like that all women should be locked in prisons. He's saying things like, well, you know, I just think there's challenges here, uh, particularly as the Democrats are pushing for abortion up to nine months. And they go like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, I saw your ad on TV. And he's like, yes, that was paid for by Democrats. And like, I'm going to vote for this guy. So they're watching too many movies. They're watching too much Handmaid's uh, Tale. They're and watching what, their own movies. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> movies. That's literally part of the bubble. And what is it that the New York Times is calling extremists? Because I'm pretty sure they think Marjorie Taylor Greene is an extremist. And she won handily, I believe. Right. Mm. They're they're watching like The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and then sitting there going like, I want to make a show like this. And then they make like The Handmaid's Tale 2. And it's even crazier. And then some other person watches that and goes, I want to make a movie like this. They keep one-upping yeah, exactly. Ideology. Well, this is what's hilarious to me. So many left-wing people on Twitter and even on like Instagram, Facebook, other social media, um, you know, outlets where you actually interact with people you know. So many people I've seen will post things like, this is just like The Handmaid's Tale, as <laughs> if they're making some like interesting connection. It's like, okay, Handmaid's Tale was written by a left-wing feminist to critique how she thought our society operates. And oh my goodness, left-wing feminist 
think that that's how our society operates. Like you haven't observed anything. She she right. made a book about how she thought the world is, and then people who agree with her were like, oh, yeah, "This book is kind of how the world is." It's, it's the craziest thing is. We talk about these these dystopian novels, 1984, Brave New World, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451, even Handmaid's Tale, and it's not any one of them. Someone back in the day, they sit back, George Orwell, he's like, I imagine a future of a government that controls everybody and forces them to do these things. And then you have Brave New World where it's like people are controlled through pleasure and medication. And it's like, actually, it's just all of it, dude. It's yeah. all of it. Luke, Luke Rakowski has the shirt. Where it shows, it's the wheel, it's the Venn diagram of all the different novels, and it says you are here, and it's yeah. like in between all of them. Like Lo- Logan's well, Run and all that stuff. Well, actually, Logan's actually, Run, now that I think about it. Also, you, I just want to mention, you guys are actually wrong. So George Orwell wrote A Handmaid's Tale, but he knew we weren't ready for it. <laughs> so <laughs> he, 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 he passed it on in his will until someone gave it to Margaret Atwood, and she said it's time. But your kids are going to love it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was actually writing about, I think, what uh, he was writing. Uh, George Orwell was writing specifically about uh, something like the Spanish Civil War and stuff, wasn't he? Interesting. No, no, no. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm confusing him. With I heard else. that he had a, a, um, an anti-socialism conversion at the end of his life, like Constantine. Mm. Um uh, and 84 is something I always, I, I, you don't want to get cliche, but it's good to look at it because 84 is a really great way of looking at the management of information. Obviously media, the, uh, the, 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 the snipping and tucking and nipping and tucking of history so that people are, have nothing to really to, to go back, no perspective. But Brave New World, I think, is so, so pronounced in what we're going through right now. The genetic stuff, um, the, the sexualizing of children, the, the making family an obscenity. I mean, Brave New World is, I think, is incredible. I think this is why a lot of people don't want to vote for Democrats. Two reasons. One, the first, the most obvious, is the economy stupid. Gas prices this high. Most people probably don't know anything about politics. That's probably why they voted for Biden, and that's probably why now they're now like, I think I'll vote for the other guy, because this happens every time. There's a, there's a large group of people that are just like, I'm, sw- I'm jumping ship. A million Democrats switched parties to the Republicans in the past year. From uh, In 2016, it was 9 million Obama voters. I believe it was 9 million, right? 9 million people who had voted for Obama in the prior election voted for Trump. Yeah, it sounds right. So you now have people today looking at the Democratic Party. And just saying no. We talked about this the other day with the LGBT pride events where you have naked men. You have, there, there was a video that was like, it made me, it really did make me want to like just, just flip the table over and just like scream and wig out. It's an old man in tidy whities twerking in front of a little girl and a woman walks up to the little girl and makes her wave to the man a couple times. And I'm just like, what they're doing to kids, the things they're doing in the streets. Uh, who was it? Someone said, make that your campaign video. Oh yeah, I said that. Yeah. I was like, that's every, every Republican should just make that that's their it. campaign video, make that stuff, because they're, the the Democrats are not condemning it. I got an idea. I'm gonna take that video, and I'm gonna run it as an ad on Google, mm. and let's see if they reject a man marching in a pride event. Mm. Right. Don't they think love is love? Yeah. It'll be, and then and then oh, if they reject man. it, I will. I'm not even kidding. I'll do this literally after the show. I'll put it right. Up. I'll, I'll go into Google and I'll say, here's the video I want to promote. And then we'll see what Google says about it. No, no, you can't do that. That's wrong. I'm like, it's just an LGBT pride event publicly with children around. There's a kid in the video. What's your problem? It's safe for kids, right? Let's see you say it, Google. I will put money behind that and see if you allow it. Uh, Hey, I I get a lot of that. We talk a lot. um, I've had a few people try to to 
try to reason with me about why you know rainbow flag this pride month that like i have, i have not none of it anymore i have n- nothing but disdain for the uh the flag that i see popping up all over the place nothing but disdain for it first of all it doesn't represent gay people nothing it it repre- it's the it's the sigil of a militant political movement and it has it, i i'm just I'm sick. I got a better idea. Amen. Let's put it up on a billboard on Times Square. Oh, my goodness. And every agency will reject it. Mm -hmm. They'll say no. And I'll say, this happened publicly in front of children, and I want your company to write a letter saying exactly why you will not allow a video from uh, an LGBT pride event in Minnesota to be played on a billboard. Sounds like an event. There's no political statement. There's no political. Do Do you oppose pride? And they'll say, no, but this guy's like, well, this was publicly available for children, so what's wrong? I'll send it to Checkmate. our ad buyer right See now. They'll no, yeah, all yeah, say no. No corporation wants to tie into that. That's more of like a, so this is the point. a free speech thing. The point is the corporations either have to publicly state my company will not allow this ad. And that's all I want to hear. I want these big media buyers, these massive media advertising agencies to send the email saying your ad has been rejected. And then I'll say these companies oppose pride. Mm. Right. Because the other thing that you say, even if they said, well, you know, this doesn't is not representative of the entire parade or the entire event. It was just one person. OK, then why wasn't that one person arrested? on No, the, no, no, the little yeah. girls, the, the people are cheering for the guy. Yeah, right? exactly. They're waving well. and they're clapping and cheering. I know. They the didn't say get out of here. They didn't. You know, no, the little girl from the event. The, the woman yeah. walks with a little girl and she like wave and the little girl waves to the man and then he waves back. So if that is okay and acceptable, then the, the, it should be up. On, I, I will I will put it on the biggest billboard in Times Square. Well, I'll try to. Let's see email. what they say. Yeah, hey, it's one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for one month. It is an insanely massive billboard. Yeah, it's a good so one. So we actually, we actually were trying to get it, and they don't, they, they didn't allow politics. You go in for a month. You try to go in for a month. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then, and then what it'll be is, well, <laughs> so if I, if you, if you do anything political, they reject you. Is pride political? That mm. I would. Uh, they already have. They already right, have pride right, billboards right. up in Times Square. Well, they do. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. like pride. the main thing they have up in Times yep. Square. Right in fact, here. on one of the digital billboards we have is a matriarchy. You know, that's right. You know, queer. You know, uh, uh, billboard. And then on the uh, on the on the, there's the there's a big tower. Mm. It's like this massive, really long, tall one. It's got a bunch of things that pop up saying diversity and inclusion. They pop up. So could you take this video and just overlay it with the word pride? What, how would that pan out? What would what would they say if they were to reject that? What I'm going to do is I'm going to email them and say, "Hey, I really want to promote a video of a pride event. <laughs> would you? Would that be cool? Is that okay?" And they'll say, "Of course it is." And then I'll send them the video and see how they respond. And they'll be like, "Uh, I don't know about that one." Yeah, and it should be nothing but like celebratory editing. It, I'm it, not going to edit it. I'm just going to take the Twitter video and be like, "Here you go." Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I got to figure out who owns. Layer the video. in some confetti yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, they, you know they might do. They might be like on copyright grounds. We can't allow it. Mm. Yeah, that'd be if you easy don't own the, out. right, easy out. So we'll have to find one of these. How about the guy with the Bugs Bunny mask? Oh, yeah, you. that one. Disgusting. Holy cow! Disgusting. I mean, I'll tell you this: the billboards that we do have do allow politics. So I wonder if you could just like take the video of the old man twerking in front that of the little girl as like she waves, it. and then a big thing saying "vote Repu- like vote Republican," or I mean, honestly, vote Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. people will be like, I don't want to vote for that. Yeah. A vote yeah. for a Democrat is a vote for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah. I keep thinking a vote about for it. acceptance. <laughs> this, this, because it's true. They say acceptance. It's like acceptance of what? 
this. <laughs> what are you trying to get us to accept? Let's be say real. it. Let's be, say it. Let's be real. We know for a fact Google will never allow the ad. We know Facebook will never allow the ad. And we know not a single ad buyer would allow me to show a, a publicly available video from a Pride event in Minnesota. They will outright say no to it. Yet they will allow children to watch it in the streets with, with, with no police intervention, with no one at the event complaining. So what, what, this is, it's just, it's so, it's so silly. This is why no, this is why people are checked out, man. It's why they're not voting for Democrats. And it's why they're just checked out altogether. Altogether. And when it comes, and I, I said it before there too, we really are at this age of where it's, it's like the end of the, it's the end of the politician. We're getting to purely sectarian ground right now. There's, there's really nothing. Politics was easy. When uh, easier when you have two people who are kind of tethered to to similar uh, foundational issues, speech, you know, uh, uh, kitchen table economics. You don't want to spend more than you're taking in, things like that. And in in the in the scrum, you can advocate for one thing or another and make your best um, make your best pitch for the 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 country at large. But we are so uh, you were saying it before, taking little things like the Handmaiden's Tale. Or any other story where you you pre- you present it to somebody, you, you share a meme. How many times have you shared a meme or something or a quote from somebody you thought that was really profound, and then as soon as you share it, you're like, "This person's going to think this means this for right. them," and you you, you realize That's that we're yeah. we're not seeing the same thing anymore. Of course, that so, sectarianism that we're 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 budding. Mm-hmm. I got I've got a mm-hmm. meme that uh, uh that I saw Shuan had posted it. I I then you know reposted it because that's how memes go. And uh, Instagram doesn't want me to open it. All right, let me see if I can get this open. So uh, it says, you can throw the switch at any time, but then you won't be able to use the threat of the trolley to fundraise anymore. Oh, It's the trolley problem where one track has no people on it and one track has five people on it. And that's the joke. And then the funny thing is, for the people who actually follow this show, they know it's both. Like, I think people realize that both the Democrats and the Republicans often play this game. But I see Republicans post this, and they're like, it's exactly what Republicans do. Then I see the Democrats post, I'm like, it's exactly what the Democrats are doing. And I'm like, bro, they're both doing it. It's all of them. There are some good Republicans, There's there, and but the majority of the political space is just bad. Yeah. Ian, Ian uh, was talking about it before the show, how he's he's making another run through the Constitution. I uh, if if the Constitution was revered by any of these parties, the parties would cease to exist. There's not there's nothing in there. They would become the party of, of squabbling over who is going to better regulate the post office. There's nothing in the modern American political ethos that has anything to do with constitutional norms and decentralization of government and anything that is traditionally American. It's it's such a it's just such a big scam, which is why more people more and more people are checking out. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At US Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They really are. Yeah, um, we talked about like how I personally think that these people, we send our, our representatives to D.C. and then they all get together there. But then they're just creating this little cabal in D.C. They're not in the state. They don't have to adhere to the state anymore. Like I don't – I think they should just be telecommuting. I mean I know so there's, there's pushback against that because they've got lag on the phone. And well, not, they're only partially in D.C. They go there for a little bit and then go home. Yeah, maybe, but still, they're they're making like a little a little uh, gang over there where they're just like on their own. It feels like we send our representatives from where we are to D.C. to convene, and then they come as up. per the Constitution before telephones and video chat. That's what they had to do once a year. No, they, they, would, they would go once a year though. Office. Back in the day, it was once a year they would convene, and I mean that's insane. They should be convening every week at least. Uh, every day now via video chat. Maybe I don't want those of- people getting together once a week, man. What about <laughs> they're like- screwing us over now? I don't know what they would do with all that time to plot with each other. Every day for an hour on a video chat that's public for everyone to watch, and then once a week they have to get together in person, or I just once think a month or something. Literally however. everything they do should be publicly watchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really all important. of it. I think that's actually really important in their office. Agree. Every meeting. In the bathroom. Yep. I don't want them going. I don't want them getting in the bathroom to discuss things without us knowing. You know. Yeah. They'll find a way. There's always a loophole. No, it's true. They will figure something out. Yep. And I think the bigger issue is it's 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 not that they're forming a cabal or anything like that. It's that the system has become too muddy, murky, and massive, Mm -hmm. and so they don't care. So they go there and say, "Look, I don't want to vote in the bill. I don't want to be on the floor. I'm fundraising." Leave me alone. And then the Freedom Caucus, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, she comes in and she's like, I want a floor vote or, you know, roll call vote or whatever. And then they have to call in every member of Congress to actually vote on the bills. And they're like, I could be fundraising right now. And that's what that, that's Meaning all they, they could be playing golf with some rich business executives. Absolutely. Kid. There are cabals inside of cabals, though. Mm. The establishment, I mean, obviously it is a, it is a corporate mess. Uh, honestly, the infrequency in which they're, Congress is supposed to get together is just pretty much because the general government is not supposed to be handling that much. Uh, and now, right. now we live in a world where people want the, the federal government to take care of everybody from cradle to grave. And it's just, well, and then where do you get for accountability there? And where do you get the money from? It's, it's all, it's all make believe. And it, uh, I don't know. It, it's going to, it's going to really start crumbling really fast now. It, I don't think that people, they should be in office for as long as they are either. It's, it was written 250 freaking years ago or however long that was. And it, they, they don't, it was written for like when dudes were on horseback, they needed to, it took them like six days to get. Yeah, but get Ian, Ian, you got, so you got these, you got this district in, in Georgia that's, that's bringing Hank Johnson into the House of Representatives every two years. This is a guy who thinks that if you put enough people on Guam, it'll tip over. <laughs> Okay, Genius. if you tell them, okay, Hank Johnson has a three-term limit, who are the, if this is the mentality of the people in a district that's going to send someone like that to represent them, then it's really not, I, I used to be a proponent of term limits on everybody. But the problem is, what's going on back at their home districts, in their home states? The 17th Amendment is another thing that ruined the Senate, the function of the Senate. It's really just about people. I mean, the, the, the culture is, is so devoid of civic understanding. And uh, I, I wish that, um, you know, I, I've tailored a lot of my views or, or tampered, tempered a lot of my views on, on, um, on all of those, those things. Like even, even conventional, the, whatchamacallit, uh, convention of states. I have, I have really cooled my heels on convention of states talk because once again, who are you sending as delegates for a new constitutional convention and what ideas are they bringing with you? Can this culture produce anything better than we got in 1776? 
or, or I mean, in the years after independence was declared, uh, it's. I'll take it. I, Whatever. Yeah, I think we could pull it together pretty easy. Term limits on justices. Term limits on senators. Why on justices? Because a life sentence is like insane for Why? some. Because when they're eighty, they're deranged. Look at what Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was so old, she was dying in office and incapable, and wouldn't still wouldn't re- retire. And now there's this debacle where you've got someone stringing to to the to the gig because they feel like self-important. No, we have so many more educated people than we used to have. And thank God you did, by the way. Oh, I, I see. I actually disagree. I think so. Education has been more widely distributed and there is a lot more that we've come to know. But I think when it comes to being classically educated in the ideals upon which our society is founded, even the most highly educated people in our culture are complete idiots compared to those who are well educated a hundred years ago. I mean, the, reason the, the reason the Supreme Court is a, is a lifetime appointment is because they need to be immune from the effects of forces of politics as judges. So yeah. the, the concern is that if we let them up to the will of the people, they would say, I'll rule on this if you vote for me like, like legislator, leg, uh, legislators and like the executive branch does. So the founding fathers actually were really clever and said, we're going to create, we're going to create three branches. They're going to form a check on each other. And there's also going to be differences in how they operate so that they, not all of them can be influenced in the same way. Well, I understand that they wanted immunity for the, the justices, but they don't have immunity from public court. People will go to their house. Like people went they to the guys. That's illegal. They can be I know in, it is, but it happens though. You can impeach justices. Yeah. I think one year and then get a new justice in. I don't one understand year? why, yeah, why the obsession with these, this cult people, this cult, like, the idea, we have the, plenty I, the of idea is to have people who are immune to the forces of politics, at least in some but, element in the government. But they're not. You all, right, bro. Like people, no one is house. anywhere. Right. But we have more resilient in the Supreme Court. Well, it used to be. You, 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 you're, you're not understanding that there's a legislative branch, which is representation of the, uh, the Congress is, uh, the House, representation of the people. The Senate representation of the states, the executive branch, and the judicial branch, and we form them in different ways because you can't just say we do it one way, one thing, that's it, because that's extremely weak. A decentralized form of government with different models for how the government functions is brilliant. So you have an executive branch where we elect the president, a single executive who can make decisions on law enforcement and military, the will of the people through Congress. The states were supposed to select their representatives from the state legislature. People were supposed to vote for their state reps, who then chose who the senator was going to be to represent the states. And then you have the the uh, judicial branch, which was, to the best of our ability, more immune to the forces of modern politics, so they could make decisions separately from how Congress made decisions. So Congress sees a whole mob of people screaming Black Lives Matter, and they say, we've heard you loud and clear. We're only in for two years. Here's our Black Lives Matter bill. Then you'll get justices who are in for life and have been in there for 20 years, and they say, we are not threatened by the forces of the mob and the angry people and your votes. What is true and correct is as we say it now, rubber stamp, slide it on out. Yeah, if they were machines, it would work, but it's not working. Well, how is it not working? Because people went to Kavanaugh's house. Sure, that was a 1950 law, 1951, I think, where they banned going to judges' houses. So you're saying because it's imperfect, it shouldn't be. No, it should be fixed. It How do you be, fix it? it? Well, term limits. We don't need to so centralize you, power in these so you, people. So you want so, the judicial branch to actually that, be that, impacted by the forces of politics. Well, Ian, what I would say is... Somebody could appoint them. That power doesn't exist, though. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, that, that centralized power doesn't it doesn't actually exist. We we legitimize it. We legitimize it by following opinions that, that they have no jurisdiction for. Even the opinions, They can't enforce any of it. No, I know. And, and it's really just they're supposed to not translate... Not to try to find the spirit of the law. Interpret. Inter- to apply. 
Right. Interpretation leaves you completely in uh, in, a, in bad straits there. So I don't know. It's uh, it all comes down to legislat- legislators again because there's really nothing on a federal level. If we're talking state level, it's completely different. All no holds barred at that point. And, you know, that uh, shall not be infringed. Everybody talks about shall not be infringed on a state level. Well, the state can do whatever the hell they want. That's why there's over 20,000 gun control regulations from, from coast to coast. This is another thing that pisses me off that a governor has so much power over 100 million people in the state or however many freaking 100,000 millions of people but, that one governor can make a decision for all those people is insane. But they don't, but they don't, they don't even have that. Yeah, your governor in your respective state should be like the president, the most important person in your in your life as far as who you're going to put in office. But underneath them, most states have a bicameral government uh, situation too. They have their, a Senate, their House, their Assembly, whatever it is. And, and it once again, decentralized. And your fail-safe against all unconstitutional overtures against your rights, anything, is your sheriff. People do not pay attention to their sheriffs. I mean, that mm-hmm. is the fail state safe for everything. Yep. Everything. The sheriff. So the other thing, too, is I saw... And the, you can run for sheriff, Ian. Yeah. You don't I saw, have to be I, a cop. I saw this meme oh, cool. where they were like, the federal government says that it should be the states. Uh, states can choose whether or not a woman can get abortion. I think we should go lower and we should go to the counties. The counties should choose. Or, you know what? Maybe not the counties. Maybe maybe cities. Well, maybe not a city. Maybe just a neighborhood. Maybe the individual can choose. Ha, 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 ha. They're making a joke. I think it was from Trevor Noah. And my response was, that's a really good point, actually. Why don't you sue your state at the state level to do what they did at the federal level to enshrine Roe in your state? And they have. but And some states. Some states have protected statewide the right to abortion. So I don't understand why... They're so outraged. The federal government said, we don't have the authority here. It comes from uh, um, ignorance. People, I don't think, realize how powerful the states are and that the union they is... Are this, they are the, we the are, country. Yeah, the states are the country and the union is this... It's a, it's like a business that we've created as our state, as a bunch of states. We've said, okay, there's a, a union of states, the united, but that's just something that we're all kind of in agreement exists, the federal government, the union, but we don't have to agree on that thing anymore if we don't need it. I think it's even more twisted than that. On some level, it's ignorance, but when you look at these higher level political leaders who have drafted the kind of legislation that they say would enshrine Roe and basically allows abortion up until the final point of pregnancy. There's something with their psychology where they, by all appearances, seem to truly feel that if any unborn child in any part of the United States is extended any legal protection, it's a travesty. Well, they're lying a lot and they're ignorant a lot. So there's one thing that's going around where they're like, the treatment for an ectopic pregnancy is an abortion. Ectopic. The treatment for a septic uterus is an abortion. And it's like, have you ever read Planned Parenthood's website? They actually debunk these things. Yeah. yeah and Planned just, Parenthood even says, yeah, ectopic right. uh, treatment is not It's not. It's a surgery. They do an incision and they remove because uh, ectopic pregnancies are considered non-viable. They, yeah, yeah. they, they do not fall under the, the, the legal control not constraints abortion. of abortion. Right. It's not an abortion. The CDC, and we went over this. I was wrong about this when I was initially arguing with Seamus. Abortion is defined as terminating a pregnancy in a way that ends the life of the baby. But cutting open a woman's fallopian tube to remove an ectopic pregnancy is not considered a viable pregnancy. It right. is not terminating the life of a baby. That life is considered already non-viable. Yep. They don't understand any legal legal distinction here. So when the Democrats tried passing a bill that says you could get an abortion up to nine months if the woman's life was in danger, what does that mean? You could just deliver the baby. Exactly. And the funny thing is, I was watching a Crowder video, an old one, he posted it. And he was talking to a woman and she said, an, an abortion at eight months is just a C-section. And he was like, no, it isn't. 
That's called a C-section, not an abortion, and exactly. it's legally distinct. So when you, you can't argue with people who are so angry and arrogant, they don't know what they're talking about, but don't want to. They just want to be angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're not allowed to actually understand what they're asking for, too. That's why they never actually they, – they adopt very uh, evasive language. Reproductive health care, um, uh, very, very mealy-mouthed evasive language because it's, it's horror. It's and Republicans ab- it's horror. only ever react to it. They never you, – you never get – I suppose the libertarians are starting to see this more. But, I, you know, the, the, the good example is Republicans saying we've compromised with Democrats to give Democrats what they wanted. And I'm like, why good didn't the Democrats you. compromise with you to give Republicans what they wanted? Why is it that Republicans – how many Republicans are willing to say we will repeal the National Firearms Act? Hmm. A small handful in the Freedom Caucus. Almost all – like Republicans are democrat light. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Democrats demand what they want. Republicans say, yeah, but a little bit slower. Uh, but getting back to our um, Russian doll decentralization talk from before, the National Firearms Act. Uh, Missouri, states like Missouri have passed things in state that, that pretty much make the de- declaration they will not be acknowledging any federal legislation on guns, anything whatsoever. And that's the way to do it. Um, same thing that goes with health care. We are not going to be participating in any of this Obamacare stuff, whatever. The problem is that the states, even though there are people in every state that understand that this is the way it should be and that there should be like a line item veto on all this stuff and say, no thanks, D.C., you got nothing over here. The problem is we are a nation of addicts, and that goes right up to the state governments, addicted on these these federal block grants, monies that should never, ever been dispersed for programs that should have never been started. You don't want to go along with our firearm legislation. You don't want to go along with health care. Then we're taking your highway funds. We're taking this, Social Security. And all of a sudden, you're never winning elections again because you have made people who are now in like the third generation of dependency where are you going to get that money from? It's funny because that's the IMF standard as well. Yeah. Go to these countries and say the exact same thing. Oh, you want the funding for your highways? You better do as we say. We got to get rid of that politician. You want the billion dollar loan guarantees? Come on, man. You got to fire the prosecutor. Yeah. Oh, and they lose, their, they lose their autonomy. You just had Larry Sharp on the show, right? Yeah. Larry, uh, he's been on my show a couple of times too. And he, I love his, his, uh, his thoughts about how to really improve in-state tuition, uh, in-state education in New York. Um, and, and of course it all comes down to first, how do we get off the federal dole? Because if we don't get off of the methadone drip, we're never going to be independent enough to make any decisions. Here's the challenge. Larry Sharp seems like, seems like a good guy. We've had him a couple times. I dig him. But when he says to me that, you know, 60% of people in New York City believe in, you know, they want gun control and I have to convince them to vote for me. Otherwise I can't do anything. My attitude is like, you know, all you're really telling me is that you're doing the same thing to me. That you're telling me, here's the idea to, 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 to solve the problems, but you're probably just trying to tell me what I want to hear so that I vote for you, right? That's the reality. The reality is where – and it's a tr- it's tricky. I know what you're talking about. Where do you start? I, I have a lot of friends who are um, anarcho-capitalists. They are st- – they, they believe in stateless society governed by nothing but non-aggressions principle, and I understand – the the reasoning for it all and i could live in a world like that any 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 utopian vision like that exists so long as you have a homogenized culture communism would work really really well if everyone agreed communism was the best system the only problem is at scale you can't achieve that so the communists start killing people and mass who oppose their control humans are not like they just don't line up like lemmings 
The same thing is true for the non-aggression principle, utopian, laissez-faire capitalist society. Yes, someone's going to seek to exploit it and destroy it, and then it'll be conflict. Right. So it's hard to ever get to those ends. And, and, and that's why I always said with them, I understand where you're coming from because they'll ask me, Frank, why do, why do you still vote? Why do you still believe in even in minarchism? Why do you believe in the Constitution? It always ends up – I said, well, oh, well here, here's the thing. Uh, here's We'll have a chance to try out the stateless society thing if – there is a there's a 95% of the world is just destroyed by an asteroid or a virus or whatever the hell else like it's the stand. Well, you'll have a shot. You'll have a shot to check out your stateless society. Other than that, there's only one way you can even try try hearkening back to what we were talking about with Larry Sharp. There's only one way you can even try is to start n- nudging the needle. You have to start walking back. Eventually, you'll walk through the, the threshold of the Constitution again. Thomas Jefferson thought that the, the, the Constitution as a nucleus, uh, the, the, that's actually the centrist position, uh, traditionally American centrist position. It's the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson and some others actually thought that we would be able to evolve intellectually to even go away with less Less than the Constitution. We'd be able to Some actually... Some wanted a monarchy mm-hmm. in the United States. Well, yeah, there's that. But I think we do. We don't need, really need a House of Representatives because we can represent ourselves. We have the power and the technology to have our own voices heard and our own beliefs, you know, a, a, put out there for like a Reddit-style upvote, downvote system. Yeah. Except direct democracy doesn't work. No, it'd be more of a... Rep- well, that's why I talk about like um, having like uh, smart contracts that do the votes for us. So like... You'd still have a check there, so like uh, seven hundred thousand people would vote yes or no on a thing, and then it would go to their little smart contract, which would say Y or N, depending if it was a yes or no. And then there'd be four hundred and thirty other smart contracts all going off. So it's not I, I, not the whole mob can't get anything done. I like the attempt, I mean, you, but it well, doesn't the, solve for the same problem that is Nancy Pelosi and AOC will win no matter what, no matter how stupid, right. vapid, or corrupt they are. Mob mentality is always so, dangerous, even so in that, our system. So that issue isn't solved by your proposal. No, I don't what, think we can solve mob mentality. So the issue is what you've proposed presents us with the exact same problem, potentially worse. A bunch, the, the majority will just vote for whatever nonsense they think from the media, regardless of if it's true or not. I, and I'll tell you this too. I'll tell you this too. It's not well. even. It's not even about that. What'll, here's what will happen: If we do a direct representative, uh, direct representative vote, where it's like you're in New York's 14, and they say New York 14, cast your vote on HR, you know, 1781 in, in the federal government. Then AOC comes out and she does her tour and tells everyone, vote yes, vote yes, vote yes, and they go, whatever you say, AOC. So it's the exact same system. You mean if she's not in in Congress? If if you get rid of Congress and say everyone, yeah, the say district, there's no House for right, still a Senate, still a Senate. You will end up with evangelists like AOC in the exact same position. Yeah, and or, she will hold meetings. Seth Rogen or you know whoever, just mouthpieces of people using mass media to manipulate. And then you'd end up with you, the exact same me, issue. You know, the exact same issue. Either what? we vote for them or we vote for the issues they want. They'll get what they want. Well, if you were able to make some kind of correction, a course correction to how we we are able to operate on a federal level and the state level, which is completely divest from the federal leviathan that is almost wholly um, illegitimate. But on the state level, here's the thing that usually happens. You look at California, you look at Vermont, you have these places that are cobalt blue. They still can't pass universal health care. Because once you relegate something to the states, even the most progressive commie nut is going to have to sit down and say, we don't have the money for this. Mm. You know, when, when you're able to steal for 40, from 49 other states, I mean, you can do, and, 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 and it's not even that as much as it is charging it to the central bank that yeah. is, is such a scam. Yeah. 
Oh man, it, that's the real thing here. The most the most progressive person becomes conservative when you localize decision making, and yep. you'll actually gain you gain inroads with other people who who want to fix problems. Nobody wants to see um, the older Americans. Younger Americans, you know, being left out in the cold when it comes to um, uh, Medicare or anything, or medicine and uh, healthcare or anything like that. It's just that we've dehumanized each other, and uh, and we're fighting over the the same three levers on on a federal level. It's not supposed to be that way, and and the dehumanization is the worst part about all of this. I, I think it doesn't always get more conservative as you go more local because, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Shays Rebellion. Right after the Union was formed, basically right after the Revolution, um, the I think it was in Massachusetts, they needed to pay back debt, foreign debt, and they needed hard currency, which is which is metal. There was soft currency, which is like barter that will sell you send you corn. But they told their farmers, who are all these returning war vets from the Revolutionary War and that had missed like three seasons of harvest, we need your hard currency to pay back. The farmers like, we don't have hard currency, we don't have metal. They're like, well, we need it. So give it to us or we're going to throw you in jail. So the, 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 the state government started throwing their own farmers in jail. The farmers went to the courthouse and rebelled. They threw more people in jail. And that's when the federal government realized we need, we need like an overprotection to make sure that states don't abuse their own people. Yeah, like some kind of banking system at the federal level that would help regulate when these currency fluctuations, like a well, like a federal like a, like a reserve of some sort, more like a national guard oh. that, that can stop rogue states from abusing their own populace or stop Shays Rebellion from ever happening again. Um, they 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 actually pardoned a lot. Of, it was John Hancock. He pardoned a lot of those people, which is something I think they should do. It's kind of like a J six thing. Like they went to the courthouse to protest, and then they got thrown in and and. Hancock was like, yeah, it's done. We're moving on as a, as a union. Let, let him out. Well, uh, when it, this is, uh, your point is more, more on the level of money or on the level that, of protesting. If you get rid of a federal government, that a state government can still go rogue, still become like totalitarian. So. Oh, sure. They can, they can right now. And like, ex- yeah, yeah. But at least we have like federal, a uh, federal guard to protect like crazy localities. Uh, it, per, mm. That's not even, uh, it would really be, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you're well, talking about if, like, if, if I, Connecticut went to war with Rhode Island? If Connecticut started throwing people in gas chambers. Oh, well, this is just crazy. Yeah, that I, would be I an mean, extreme I, I, example. But I, over what, though? Or what, uh, money. Say people were not paying debts in, in Massachusetts and they started imprisoning their people in the American government. The well, federal that happens government's right like, now. If you don't pay your, you don't pay your taxes, you lose your house, you can, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen. It's, it's horrible. You know what I think we should do? What? I think Delaware should be forced to become part of Maryland and Rhode Island should be forced to become part of Massachusetts. Delaware was a, was originally part of uh, Pennsylvania. In fact, after 76, when everybody was declaring independence, there was 13 declarations. In fact, Delaware declared independence from Pennsylvania as well. Um, Delaware's too small, so is Rhode, Rhode Island. Yeah. Unfortunately, those states, you gotta be merged back into the, into the larger state, and then, uh oh, four senators are gone. How small is Delaware? I feel like I drive through it in five minutes whenever yeah. I come down here. Cause that's about right. It's tiny. It's incredible. Ro- go look at Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode, Rhode Island's, Island's like just a, a city. Pl- it was a plantation in the Constitution. They're like Rhode Island and the plantation next yep. to it. Yeah, its original a name was like- Have a- one representative. And now they get two senators. And I love it when the left is like, all of these empty red states get all these senators, and I'm like, I kind of feel like a state that that manages large swaths of land is more entitled to that than one city on the East Coast. Like Providence is, it, Rhode Island is basically a city, and they get it's a, it's a city that gets two senators, and I'm just like, no. Nah. Look, you want to play this game of like red states don't deserve senators or whatever, then I'll play the game too. 
A single city like Wilmington, they get a they get two senators. Nah, sorry. Del- it, it, oh, guys, oh Delaware's ni- one thousand nine hundred eighty-two square miles, ninety-six miles long from something like that. Wow, that's that's north to south. So I, east I, I, to I, west, I like have, what, like ten? I must 20? have cut a corner then. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, when you 20, drive through, when you drive through the East Coast, like twenty. Yeah, you're right, twenty. Yeah, based on the math. Okay. So, uh, but look at Rhode Island. Look up, look, look up Rhode Island. There are people who own ranches in like Montana that are bigger than Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> right. Easily. It's hard to undo what's been done. That's the problem. That's how big, problem. how big is Rhode Island? Rhode Island. What? Okay, let me this here. Uh, 10 feet. Uh, yeah, this is, it's a 58 <laughs> foot termite. I don't know what I'm reading. <laughs> what? <here. laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta be something else. Give, me, give me a size, fool. All right, I'll pull this up. Thanks. Road Island. Jeez, it's small. What is it? Oh, I'm just looking at it. Neither a road or an island. Yeah. Huh. Disgusting. Who do they think 1,200 they are? square miles. 48 miles by 48 by 37. That's it. That 1,214 square miles. That's a parking lot. That's yeah. a parking lot. And they get two senators. I zoom way it's in it's uh the name of it is the Colony of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Huh. You see, and, and that's fine. Again, you say, Oh well, there's nobody in Wyoming. Why do they have you know blah blah blah? And why can they be a part of a thing that stops us from achieving one thing or another? The only people the only people who talk like that are these crazy statists that want to do things that are just not in the mandate, not in the charter for the federal government. That's just it. It, it's that's just it, it doesn't matter how much farmland there is over the heart of America. Uh, Los Angeles and California do whatever the hell you want. Is Go it ahead. like a per capita? Uh, maybe we could do our representatives more based on per capita than total population, because like when you have a thousand people all stacked on top of each other, it's not really as cool as a thousand people over like a 60 square mile radius. What do you mean? That's what we do with representatives. Yeah. That's per how, capita. Like, yes. So it's, you get a rep for every 750,000 people you're talking about. But I'm saying that maybe the size of the area where those 750,000 people live should be taken into account when calculating the amount of representatives. So it's like a bigger space of 700,000 people is a, a little bit more inclusive than a small space with 700,000 people. Those people are more manipulable. They have more, oh, more yeah. groupthink. I guess. Maybe and I, th- I think the issue is – If the power goes out, for instance. Like Rhode Island is a single city basically. Like I, I say it essentially – but, you know, there's more than just Providence, but it's still like you look at New York and how different it is from New York City up to to upstate and all the other cities in the in the rural areas. You look at Rhode Island, it's just like I, I to be honest, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's district, I think it's like the 17th or the 14th. 14th. I think I think I'm the 17th. Um the 14th, I got my own problems. But the the 14th, there's like there's close to 750,000 people there. Now, the Constitution, again, we're talking about that a lot tonight, 30,000, one representative per 30,000. There should be, I mean, you, you, you do the, there the should division. be 20, 20 reps in her district. I'm sorry, 25, about 25 reps coming from her district. Yeah. I mean, think about the absurdity of thinking that she, that pea brain, represents the interests of over 700,000 people. And I'll tell you something else. In that district, uh, I mean, in that clump of uh, that, that population right there, it's not going to be all Democrat. If every single Republican in her district voted, the Republican would win. Dude, imagine if well, I had to represent you guys. If I had to go somewhere and represent Tim, Seamus, and you. Like, I, I, I can't. What would I say? Like, yeah, well, I think that Frank thinks this, and Tim thinks this, and she, like, I can't represent out. someone else. I can't do it. I can only represent myself. Listen, 
In the general election, AOC got 152,661 votes. The uh, Republican slash cons- the R slash conservative party got 58,440. And then the uh, right and Republican, zero. Amazing. And uh, He didn't even vote for himself? Like, has it not? <laughs> Jeez, what a joke. Out of 700,000 people, 25% are Republican. It's a D plus 25. So that means you would have, what does that, what does that give you? 210,000 Republicans. If every single Republican in AOC's district voted, it would have defeated AOC. But they, but they don't vote at all. And the Republicans won't go in and even bother with trying to get people to vote. Because they're getting paid, baby. they got to well, make some money for the I should, re-election. I, sh- I should stop and say it's not fair to say it's 25% Republican because it's probably like 18 or 19% Republican, and then you've got other political parties in there as well. But it's not a, more progressive. It shouldn't be a career, man. I'm, I'm just so fed up with career politicians that it's even thought of that that's a career op- opportunity or option. It's insane. Yep. Mm. It's no like a public sir. Yeah, no salaries. No, no, but then only rich people could do it. No salaries, but you, well, you are allowed pay, to do insider trading. Island. Like you, could pay, island. you could pay the bills of the people, like all the travel, all the all, lodging. Only rich people would do it then. No, it's, no. Oh, because you got to pay for their time off work. I mean, because people have to, have to leave work to go do it, so we compensate them. And then this is, this is these are the tough the, the, the tough challenges. I think it's really simple, Frank. I think what we do is, as soon as you get elected, no matter which, so you're in Congress, you get four years guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You're in the Senate, you get six years guaranteed. The president, let's say, let's say you get I'm down two terms. I'm down for one term of six years with the president. To be All right, honest. let's say that once you're done. You get shipped off to the island, never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. There's no technology. There's no electricity. We just a helicopter flies over and they just push you out of the parachute. <laughs> that's it. And that's it. Like in Chile. Thank you for serving. No, no, you have a parachute. Like okay. Oh, okay. The, the point is, oh. go no. live on the island. Follow what Greenland. You, you get forced to go live in Greenland. You can't live here anymore. Then the only only people. No, nah, it still wouldn't work. I know it's it's a funny joke. But then what would happen is rich people would be like, if you do it, I will give your family five million dollars, and they'll be like, I'll do anything for my family, and then they they do what they're told, and they get ejected. You yeah, need you it's need like an way. episode of Blacklist. Mm-hmm. Denmark is an interesting that. idea. Denmark is where people get Congress duty. So it's like you go to the mailbox and you got like a certified letter and it's like, or the mail person comes up, I have a certified letter. Can you sign for it? You sign for it. And it's like Congress duty. And you go, oh, oh I got to go to DC, honey. I have Congress duty, I guess. And then you go down and then there's an adversarial, you know, attempt like, you know, some po- two politicians will then be like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? And they're like, okay, we agree with this guy. And then you get approved for Congress duty and you serve for a few months in DC. And they're like, here are the bills we're passing. Here are the bills we're writing. That's Denmark. Okay. Uh, here's the thing though, Tim. So like, I was, so I think you'd, you'd well, you get, like you do now, but no, now exactly, there's, but no, there's no, no elections. <laughs> and then when you come home, your neighbors are going to be looking at you like, what did you do? So <laughs> here's why I don't think we should do something like that because people are going to be going in there completely disinterested, not wanting to be there, making stupid decisions as a result. I mean, we can only have that for jury duty when you're deciding whether or not someone committed a murder and, you know, whether they're going to go to jail for the rest of their lives. Not, not, not for anything else. A jury? No, I mean, I'm making fun of the whole idea. Like, I, with jury duty, um, the fact that, like, jury duty Only is something people don't people. want to do. I remember my dad telling this story. He got selected for jury duty back in the 80s, and one of the people, he, this guy was like, look, I have a business to run. I don't want to do this. So he wore an American flag tie. He's like, there's no way they're going to pick me to be on this jury. And they didn't because he had an American flag tie. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like a bias thing. It's like, oh, this guy's conservative. How um interesting. It, There was another lady. <laughs> it was... 
<laughs> they're asking him questions and there's this old lady. They know nothing about the case at this point or what case they're being selected for. And they ask her, do you believe in the death penalty? And she goes, yes. And I think he should get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're like, you can leave, man. They're like, yeah, Across you're the board. The, yeah, I think yeah, you yeah. should get it. Across whoever it is, they deserve it. Yeah. And then it's like, ma'am, do you know who the defendant is? No. Don't and then care. they look over, it's like an identical little old lady. <laughs> Frank, I thought you were right on that the president six years and then he's out or she's out because yeah. the whole wasting two years running for re-election insanity. It's, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, I, I think about what we got from what we got out of the, the Trump, uh, the Trump first term there. Um, so much of it was t- obviously he was learning the ropes, uh, and he was he was learning just how bad it was around him, including his own staff. He was surrounded by sharks. But uh, let's say that he had everything together. Uh, too many people play it timid in that first term because they just want to get to the second one and then maybe let their hair down a little bit. I'd rather just see who a person is, let them get to work, let them fight their battles. And, uh, and, and go for. It. I mean, I, I'm gonna be against 90% of the things that they propose anyway, but I, I would much rather stop with the, uh, the pussyfooting. What if, what, what if we just did this? Here's an idea. What if we had, like, a group of individuals who really believed in this country, and it was a, a private organization that you could enter in by swearing an oath to it, and then they would just choose among their ranks who the chairman should be, who will rule, mm. uh, uh, the country. And it'll, it would be like a political party, and then they can uh, have their ideology as, as like the name of their party oh, yes. of, of the country. So like, you know, and then uh, you have to swear allegiance, and then they, you, know, you know what else they can do? They can put uh, that party in every corporation as the answer to them, and that ensures loyalty to the centralized government. I mean, it would government. build community, yeah. That's right. Community, community yeah. build community, and we yeah. could we could call it like a community. community. Co- communityism. Oh, community. Or, 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 or it's too long. Yeah, how about communism? Long. I think oh, yeah. communi- communism. We can call it communism. <laughs> how about we, we can call it Freemasonry as well? Oh, yeah. Communism. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> But, but, but people don't understand communism, so we should just simplify the, the vernacular by saying, com. No, 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 here's how, here's how, we'll do a little slogan so people feel like they're being like, you, like, communism instead of communism. We, yeah. our communism. party. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Ours. When they select the senators, is that like a little communist dictatorship? I think the states should select the senators, and I think the 17th Amendment is a mistake. I remember reading something from Ben Sass about that, and I was like, what? And then I read, and I was like, he's right. People don't care about their state elections anymore because everything's federal. And then you get these these politicians who are like, I'm running for Congress, and if you vote for me, I'll clean up this town. And it's like, bro, state-level politicians clean up the town. You go to D.C. Mm-hmm. You go to D.C. and talk about bombing kids. The people we got to vote for here to clean up the city are the people who, who are going to represent the city. But people don't get that anymore. So the way it used to be, you'd vote for your state representative, then they would go and vote on who would represent the state to the federal government. That made sense. Then they were like, "Yeah, we'll just do popular vote." And now it's a bunch of idiots voting voting for a bunch a bunch of other idiots. Right, because their representatives would send their buddies to the Senate, and then the, their buddies in the Senate would do them a favor when they proposed a law and passed their law. And it's for no them. better now. So the amendment didn't fix any of the corruption problems. They were like, "Let's just have the people." The problem the state is choose. the popularity contest and that they the term lim- that they don't have term limits because you shouldn't be able to vote a popular senator back. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, it should be something like that. Even four. There's so many of us now that want to participate that giving someone six freaking years, you're going to be in your 30s by the time. But that's the best part, Ian. Uh, if you really want to participate, what you can do. I mean, it, it could be flipped like a switch at this point because it's on the books. I mean, we, we've gone through at least 120 years of really bad, bad habits being instilled as American tradition at this point. But 
if you really wanted to get involved locally, if you got onto your local city council, your town council, you want to become mayor, you become sheriff, I mean, you can turn things around in your state so much quicker than you can ever try to even – we shouldn't even be paying attention to the federal government. If we all refocus on local elections and what they're doing, what people are proposing, and, and really hammer down on that, I, people have never been this activated and uh, and awake to what's going on if that can just be refocused locally uh this whole thing could fall apart and it it would literally be like defeating freddy krueger you just look you just say i don't believe in you i mean it's all illegitimate it, it's all illegitimate I, I think you know as i often talk about civil war and conflict <laughs> i think that 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 may end up happening but i do think that we are still winning and uh, i'll break that down for you what that means people are waking up more and more people every single day Decentralized information is winning. The ratings are collapsing for the mainstream networks. They're losing trust. Channels like ours are doing better and better, and other networks are growing. People are using decentralized sources of information. We are winning. But there is an effective internal Thucydides trap that will occur then when the growing culture is seeking to supplant the existing one, then you will likely end up with some kind of conflict. So we have a culture war right now. You have the establishment, which is completely in line with woke corporations and the woke activists and Antifa, but it feels like they're losing. They're becoming increasingly unhinged because of it, like firebombing pregnancy centers because they lost Roe v. Wade. The freedom, the libertarian, the decentralized, the Roe v. Wade decision was ultimately a libertarian movement. The federal government saying, we hereby rescind our authority over the states on this matter. And that is a movement towards decentralization. The left wanted the federal government to assert its authority to grant them what they wanted nationwide. So ultimately, I think freedom and liberty are going to start winning. Power is being rescinded, but the, the establishment is losing power, but they're going to thrash and get violent before the end comes. I was thinking, like, what would the, the founding fathers, like, what would Jefferson and Ben Franklin do right now if they came here? And I was like, guys, what what do we do? Like, Or George Washington, they'd be like, dude, the corporations are way too powerful. I think we need to— I, shoot, uh, I, think, they'd sh- I think they'd shoot themselves in the head. Well, put themselves out of their misery. No, they'd be excited. They'd be like, dude, you got electricity still. Well, we, we need to attach large cylindrical magnets to the bodies of the founding fathers' corpses because they're spinning in their graves yeah. so fast it would generate tons of free energy. Ben Franklin would be into that. I think that they, I think that a lot of, a lot more people than we think would come to a rally and call. If, if, like, if we had George Washington come back, like the mensch that he was, <laughs> and he was just like, "Yo, let's we, we we've got we've got things to do." I think that a lot more people would rally to that call than we think, um, but but they would also face real danger. I mean, first of all, they would be reincarnated slave owners, <laughs> so, so people would be like, ah, "Finally, we have one!" You know, they're not just chasing ghosts no, anymore. No, <laughs> the founding fathers would come back and be like, "I don't like any of this." And they would think everyone was crazy. Yeah, too much corporations right. in the federal government. They gotta, we gotta unwind the fe- the corporate power. Like, when did corporations become people? Well, that was was that Glass, not Glass Steagall. No, it was Mitt Romney. He declared it. He said corporations are people, my friend. And then instantly, corporations were corporate laws. A little nuts, dude. But speaking of, well, I, there's a 101 year old ex Nazi that was sentenced to five years in prison for being a prison guard. So life. 101 so years old. And they they made made life. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to super chats. My friends, if you have not already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends? It's the best way to help out. Head over to TimCast.com. 
Become a member to help support our work. We're hiring more journalists. We are expanding. If you haven't checked out the Cast Castle vlog, we've got a couple really awesome special guests coming up in the next few episodes. Very famous and uh, individuals who are uh, uh, joining us in our silly gags and skits. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, don't forget to smash that like button. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you at 11 p.m. at TimCast.com. Check it out. Let's read what we got. No Quisada says, Tim, I wouldn't consider the far left to be pro-gun. AOC and the squad are pretty anti-gun, but they're like, they're leftist and not, and, and, and somewhat far left, but the actual socialists, they have like the socialist rifle association. Socialists and like the real revolutionary far left are pro-gun until they gain control and then they want to take your guns away, right? So it's not the same as how we're pro-gun. We're like, oh, people should be allowed, them. right? All right. What is this? Meta Tech says Tim Pool wakes up to a big bowl of civil war O's. Oh. Civil Waro? Like Cheerios. How have you ever dis- how how often have you discussed what how you see that even playing out in um uh, in my eight hundred times? Okay. So then because well, I, I talk about it as well too. It's it's not it would never be anything like what we did before. I mean we should be pretty familiar with the, the scenario because we these are the kind of conflicts that the CIA used to drum up in Africa and Middle East, Operation Gladio type of stuff. Um but like what do you what do you think is most this is how it would play out? Uh, oh, I don't know. I think there's, there's a whole bunch of different scenarios. One of, one of them is, uh, we're already seeing it. States, uh, announcing they do not recognize the authority of the federal government. Um, so we have immigration laws. California says we don't care. It's not outright nullification. It is, you know, s- sanctuary states. Nullification would be California saying we will oppose the federal government trying to enforce these things. Right now they're just kind of saying we won't assist you, but we will actively as a state allow the defiance of federal law. So we're halfway there. That happens enough times. Texas says we do not see California's votes as legitimate because they're allowing non-citizens into the country who then affect Congress and the electoral vote count. So when that happens, then what do you do? I don't know. I would tell you. I, I don't know. I, spec- I speculated on it a lot, and I think uh, it's just because we're in the U.S., I mean, Waco, Ruby Ridge, that would be pretty oh, much yeah. what we'd be looking at. Central power doesn't care about killing anybody. All right. Let's read some more. We got Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I had an aunt who had Down syndrome. She was a beautiful soul. She was kind, always full of smiles. She was the glue of my mother's side. These people want her to have never felt love or give freely her love, uh, her, uh, her, her own love to us. They are so much more than I've ever imagined. Rip Aunt Judy. Mm-hmm. And this is a reference to, I was doing a segment earlier about, um, the Democrats funding the quote unquote far right. And I read a story about Anna Navarro saying, I know exactly why we need abortion because I have a 57 year old brother who's got the mentality of a one year old. And I've got a, I've got a family member who's got Down syndrome. And I got another family member and I was just like, so you're basically saying to kill these people. What? And here's, here's the point I made without getting into great detail. Uh, some people that I've known since I was very young were going to get married. And then the uh, guy's fiance got into a car accident, got a traumatic ba- brain injury, and then was crip- like paralyzed, uh, partially paralyzed, traumatic brain injury, unable to live without assistance. If you were to come to me and say, this person was born developmentally disabled, so we should have aborted them. My question is, what would you say to someone who is 20 years old and gets smacked in the head with a baseball bat and now is in a wheelchair? Should they be killed on the spot? Mm. Should they not be alive? It's a psychotic argument. And it's exactly why I am sick to my stomach because people like Anna Navarro saying this, she's not saying anything, anything meaningful. She's saying, I will say whatever it takes to support the pro-choice side or mm. the pro-abortion side. 
And then I'm like, look, I'm, I'm even, you know, old school pro-choice. But if you come as a Democrat and say, my, my they're, they're talking about how their Down syndrome relative, people who live full, meaningful lives and have families and love should have been should never have been allowed to have been alive. I'm like, you're you're a psychopath. You're a fascist. Yeah. You're you're a nut job. Ultimately, I mean, to have that kind of mentality, you really do need to view human beings as things. They're not yep. their own individual person who matters as an end in and of themselves. They're a thing, and that thing makes me feel uncomfortable. So we should just get rid of it, or it shouldn't even have been there in the first place. I just, I just, I just can't believe that more than once, Anna Navarro on CNN came out and said, I have disabled family members, therefore we should have abortion to kill them. I know. It, Sick. it harkens to when we were living in tribes in desperation, when like a sick person would hold the tribe back and co- maybe cost it its lives. Like if, if you can't move, if you can't hunt because somebody has a gimpy leg, then you've got to do something with that, that, that hunter that can't hunt anymore. And you, and a lot of times they would just kill them off. They'd no, like, they wouldn't. Oh, back in the day, if you had like a deformed child, they would kill it immediately. Humans are social beings who survive because we take care of those who are injured. That's, that's a fact. But that's no, I'm not just talking about injury. I'm talking about there like were certainly Spartans. some cultures, who, like the, sure the Spartans, they would put the babies in the woods or whatever, and yeah. they would be like. But the on average, humanity survived by taking care of each other. That's why we are socially driven beings because a human who was left out to their own devices tended tended to die. And the humans who tended to be social and stay within the tribe tended to live because we protected each other. The concept of insurance emerged because when we started building our own dwellings, if mine fell down, everyone else would come and help me rebuild it. It was just a pact. We wouldn't just be like, oh, you lost your house. Now you're dead. You're a drag on the society. No, we, we helped them. When someone's leg was broken, we made sure they survived. That's reality. Well, I would say with this... um I know you're, you're, you're really focusing on the horror of what Anna Navarro has said more than once now. And I, if you want a little bit more perspective as to the, um, the mindset from which this was born, have you covered at all what was going, what's going on with the euthanasia programs in Canada? No. This is incredible. I think it's called the MAID program or something, M-A-I-D something. But the euthanasia programs in Canada, uh, mm. the assisted suicide programs, they continue to expand. To the point where it's they're they're making it available and they're starting to suggest this for people who aren't even terminally ill, people who are uh, people who are you know in, in in dire financial straits, quality of life when it comes to anxiety, anything like that, and and it's 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 like that it's that bad and worse. So you go check that out. And when I'm reading this and covering it as these articles come out from time to time, I say to myself. Of course, they are so flippant about human life here in the United States for the unborn. It, it, out of sight, out of mind. If they're mm-hmm. doing this with people who have been on the earth for decades already, I, 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 the, the, a, a child that they have never seen before means nothing to them. I should reiterate, it's, I'm not talking about it like someone that loses a leg and, and that you're, you're like, you would help them. But like if a baby's born with no limbs and it's you only have a certain amount of food in the tribe to go around and everyone works to, to help the tribe survive, but this one can't, then they would make harsh, necessary choices about who to, who to feed. I mean, it's... Well, that depends very much, too, on the tribe and the civilization. That's a yeah, huge like blanket the, the statement Aztec to make about like, early right, humans. We live in a place the Aztec of luxury. would take healthy people and put them on an altar and like lop their heads yeah. off. But, and like, Ian, but Ian, we live in a, in a society of luxury where we still kill people who we have determined to be inconvenient. And there have been societies much poorer than ours who cared for those even when they were difficult. Yeah, because of our luxury, we really don't need to kill them as much. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the no, poorer society. I, no one does. Which yeah. is why it's even that's, worse when yeah, Anna Navarro is like, these worse. people shouldn't be alive. Well, well let's, let's read some more Super Chat. Sorry, we'll move on. We got... 
Andrew Webb says, heads up, the California AG just leaked the addresses of every registered firearm owner in the state. What? Wow. John, Josh Froman says, you absolutely are allowed to brew your own wine. You can make wine of almost anything. It's a fun hobby and lots of people enjoy. However, you can't make your own whiskey. And so I'm actually really bitter about that, which is why I don't want to see people happy making their own wine. (laughs) That's why, that's why I wanted to stop Tim. Wine, wine. We have wine berries. Mm. So cool. So they're like raspberries and, but they're, they're a little harder, you know, than like raspberries are kind of mushy and soft and break apart. These ones are a little, little stronger. I bet they'd be really good dried, like dehydrated wine berries. Oh yeah. Super good. Well, they're 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 starting to blossom. I was walking down the driveway and I grabbed a couple, mm. pop them right in your mouth. The funny thing is there are these little bugs that sometimes live in them. Oh, great. And they're like, they're actually really, they're like yellow and they're little, they're actually really cute and they have little arms and they're like waving at you and you eat them. <laughs> yeah, until wow. They, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> until they get into your brain. Yeah, like no, it's a, just like an Tim is actually controlled by the bugs. That's why he wears the beanie <laughs> so you right. can't see. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> but uh, you get a little extra protein in your, in your wine oh, berry, you know? Gross. We need to get those long arms. We try to get them out. That, like, have oh, we found a turtle yesterday. Nice. Yeah, a little box turtle. But uh, you can't keep them as pets; they don't they don't survive well. Mm. So we just had to. It, it was he was under one of the under one of the skate ramps, almost got crushed. I was worried, so we we took him out and we we put him in the woods. There was a bigger one, apparently. They're everywhere. We got turtles everywhere. Chinese Great. box turtles? I have no idea. Probably. Uh oh. We got Chinese yeah. think bugs everywhere. No, yeah, they, those they, things are awful. You see them? Special thanks to China. You got them, Frank? New York? I, we do have stink bugs in New York. I don't know if they're Chinese though. Yeah. It's that brown marmalated one. Yeah, you'll know them. And they're see everywhere. Them. It's, it's like a, it's, it's an invasive plague. species. They came in like the nineties into Pennsylvania. They arrived. I what? think it was they were planted there by something. Did you guys have any of that that weird infestation? Oh that yeah, came yeah, yeah. Last, the with spotted the, the spotted the spotted fly. Yo, those, those are weird. Are, yep, it's fun to go out and smush them because they're like you got to kill them. They're invading. Oh All right, let's see what we got here. Let's see. Super Arrow says, I'm a home brewer from Ohio. Ever since you first mentioned the wine berries, I thought it would be interesting to make wine from them. Maybe we could make a Tim Cast special wine and do a segment on it. Mm. How do, so here's the funny thing. You're driving down the road outside, you know, Western, Western uh, Maryland or whatever, West Virginia. I watch people pull their car onto the shoulder and grab a handful of wine berries and get back in their car. No joke. Cause they're literally everywhere. You turn out on the highway out here and you can, you can fill up probably like, a 10 gallon bag in a few minutes. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but maybe like a half an hour, you're going to fill up, you know, a huge bag. That's like, of, do you ever, have you ever been to uh, Acadia Park in Maine? Mm-mm. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and the blueberries everywhere. Oh, wow. People get out on the side of the mountain and they're just they're bags of blueberries. Okay. We got Pawpaw in October, September, October too. You know Pawpaw? Yes. Yeah. It, I, I was, I thought there was going to be very, very little because we couldn't see any. And then, uh, I was mistaken, cause then end of September, uh, you, uh, end of September, you walk into the woods, and you're getting hit in the head by them as they fall, hmm. and it's like, take five minutes, and you've got like 50 pawpaw. And I'm like, I don't even know what we're gonna do with it. It's delicious, by the way. Ian made a bread. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Alright. Incompetent Hands, uh, 30 says, huge fan of Quite Frankly and Tim Cast, so this is awesome. Tim, did you ever get a haircut from a Russian at the Palisade Center? You bet. If so, did you feel cursed asking for a friend? I have no idea what that means. What is that? I okay. When I was going, uh, when I went to the, uh, I, I went to the Palisades Mall when I was 15 years old. We were all went to Supercuts, and I'm getting my hair cut. And the guy, this r- Russian guy, is on top of me. and He's going, "Oh, you know, you're you're losing your hair a little bit or something." I, I said, "No, I'm not. I'm not losing my hair. What are you kidding me?" And, and so, so, so he's telling me, and and I'm, I guess he must have seen something and uh and i started getting a little bit agitated because i just wanted a haircut and be left alone and he said what you can't have everything and he starts like 
I don't know. It's trying being very flippant about it. That's so okay. now I get I get tormented about uh, the Russians. I just shaved my head now. It doesn't matter. I got a theory about that. They say it's genetic, passed down from the grandma male pattern baldness. I think it's the temperature of the shower that you are taught as a kid is the normal temperature, and if it's too hot, it singes the follicles. So it. Not I just think that's genetic. not true. Well, you got it. If the water's too hot, it'll strip the oil out. I and don't then take it can hot damage. Showers. No. Well, and my, your idea of hot could be different than my idea of hot. Yeah, I, I, I take lukewarm, like, yeah. So I'm like, like, I have a hot, a higher than normal body temperature. Dude, did Elon Musk get implant hair implants? Because yes. he has like a full luscious head of hair now. Also, my grandfather had a full head of hair, whole life. Skips generations. My, yeah, well, it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, my grandfather had no hair. That means it should skip and boom. It's meaningless. That, it's all nonsense. Yeah. Don't they you say know, it comes from the mother's side, right? Hot and showers, man. That's, that's just not true. Yeah. That's um, but but it, working it may be due to a high fat diet. That yeah. causes it to so fall out. I was out. reading uh, in Japan, before the Americans came in and introduced a high-fat diet, they didn't have male pattern baldness, and now they do. Huh. Yeah. But let's read some more Super Chats, because we got a good one. Indeed. Kentoki says, that's not Ian Crossland, that's Chicken Ian. Show us your rock collection. Kentoki. If you go over to chickencitylive.com, there is a new cartoon up. We asked an artificial intelligence to write a story <laughs> about right. Ian, chickens, and the Federal Reserve... And it wrote us the synopsis of a story, so we animated it, and it's actually really, really funny. So, uh, chickencitylive.com, it just brings you to the YouTube channel, and then you can see the video, and it's really funny. Right. Ian is a chicken, and, uh, he's going to school, and he gets bullied. Someone's, le- someone's listening. Yeah. It's a, it's, 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 it was a funny It was pretty bit. funny, yeah. I remember I, I typed in the AI, I was like, tell me a story about these things, and then when it popped up, I started laughing, and I sent it to Kent, our animator, and, and then I was like, dude, we should turn this into a cartoon. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. BC says, Tim, great to see Frank on the show. You should get Matt Christensen and Blonde next. Absolutely. They are both welcome at any time. Always welcome. Yeah. We should reach out and see if they're ever available to come on. They do their own show, so, yeah. you know. All right. Let's... Uh, I, I like, Matt's a good buddy of mine, too. Yeah. yeah he, I, you he's know, up in the middle of nowhere, though, isn't he? I did their show like a, a number of times years ago, and then it just, just fell off. They're great, though. They're great. Yeah, they were early adopters of mine's. I've known them really known of them for like a decade. Yeah. All right. right Cody Bridger says, I am a winemaker who has practiced around the world and I'm currently in Washington. I would love to help you with wineberry wine. I'll, I'll talk to the currency if anyone's interested in how you actually do that. What do you do? Just mash them up, put them in a, in a cask and forget about it. Is that how it works? Forget about it. Forget about it. And then come back later and you're like, Hey, that's alcohol. The only thing you do is forget about it. (laughs) All right. Coeus Veritas says, Hey Tim, I work for a brewery. And in the past week, we have seen grain prices go up 45%. Beer shortages may be on the horizon. And if you think people are mad when there is no food to eat, just wait till there's no beer. Yo, we, right. we do these shipments every quarter or so where we get like hundreds of cans of beer. We're about overdue because people love it. We get like local brewery stuff. Well, mm-hmm. since I've been here, it hasn't been enough, no matter how much they order. True. We, we're out, aren't we? We need to get more. We We've been out, out for a while. We've been out for a while. Yeah. And Seamus, he's, he's fighting the habit, so he didn't tell us. <laughs> but um, the price has been going up ridiculously. Like oh, we, I believe it. I, I guess I, I, um, people I had noticed start because you were buying them. No, yeah. but that's, I, I believe it. Everything, I mean, all food's going to get more expensive. Can you make that's beer right. from walnut trees? Pawpaws? I don't know. Walnut trees. Pawpaw beer? I feel like you can make this out of everything. I, I, I've heard people making really weird concoctions and as long as you can ferment it somehow. You can eat dandelions. I learned that from Ian. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking up, and Appalachia dandelions are like a, a common thing. Wait, the actual flower? The actual flower, when it's yellow, you take it, you take, you take the head off, and you fry it, and you eat it, and it, t- it supposedly tastes like mushrooms. Oh, wow. see, I, I, 
Okay. Well, we dandelions are, were brought here by the pilgrims for medicinal uses, and now hmm. there are weed everywhere. My hmm. grandparents used to send me and my brother out into the uh, the driveway to pick the dandelion leaves to make salads. Like it's really? a, a yeah, it's a depression like a, a depression oh, wow. uh, measure. No, you eat the heads though. I didn't know about the flowers. The actual the actual leaves though, man, I, they're a little bit bitter. But you toss them into a, a, a salad bowl, a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of oil, and you're you're. Good I to got go. I got dandelion tea because Ian oh, mentioned it's so it. good. It's the best tea I've ever had. No joke. It's detox. Just, it's like a vanilla dandelion tea. Yeah, I think that, wow, that's so good. yeah, it was amazing. All right, let's grab some more super chats. Miguel Lopez says, thanks for having Frank on your podcast. A lot of my favorite peeps crossing over. It confirms I'm listening to the best of minds on the net. You know it. All right. Let's grab some more. What do you got? A bunch of angry people insulting me, insulting me. More. <laughs> yes. Nate says, no. does anyone remember the old Bible Man show? Because Tim describing that episode in the Orville makes me think of it. They went too woke and now they're slow, slowly going broke. Boo. Yeah. The Boo Orville not. used to have jokes in it. The new season has no jokes in it. Hmm. It's weird. That is weird. I feel like Seth MacFarlane just wanted to be Captain Picard. Yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. And so they were like, the only way he could do it is if they were like, if you do a comedy. And he was like, all right, we'll put jokes in it. And now that he's got a new deal on Hulu, it's called New Horizons. And there's no jokes. And it's just really dry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't work, you guys. I tried to watch Kimmel the other night. It was Chelsea oh. Handler as the yeah. weekly host. And it was just, oh, Democrat. <laughs> she's immediately started talking about politics. Like within like 10, 10 words, it was politics. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is this even? The it's most important good. things that she's done in the last um, 10 years, she didn't even know that it was good. Uh, she had this guy on from the Department of Energy right around the time that Stranger Things came out, like around 2018, whatever it was. And he was talking about, he made it a mission that they dabble in other parallel universes and stuff. And she, of course, she made some, whoa, trippy LSD comment about it. Like, this is a gold mine. Ask him real questions. It's the best thing she ever did. Now she just slurs the rest of the way. All right. Phil Nye says, longtime girlfriend just got her tubes tied due to the Roe v. Wade decision. So now I'm single. She's in a cult and everyone seems blind to it. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, but good for you for terrible. getting out of that. It's like IUDs exist. Terrible. You yeah. know? Whatever, man. All right. Let's see what we got. David Toronto says, the protest didn't work. They overturned Roe v. Wade. They overturned the guns. They overturned the coach praying. That's right. Yeah. What a fascist and here's country what I'm where a coach is allowed to pray. The craziest thing say. is how they lie about the main ruling and the coach ruling. I'm seeing memes pop up on Facebook where they're like, the Supreme Court has just ruled that uh, school officials can lead children in prayer. Now it's time to bring in the Satanism, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, they didn't. They ruled that a single person minding their own business can pray w- while they're at work. Not I don't understand. School. How, how, how is that ever not possible anyway? Dude said he wanted to pray at the 50-yard line or something. They said, hey, you can't do that. He said, okay, I'll stop praying. and said, no, you're fired anyway. And then he went, okay, well, I'm suing you. The dude actually was like, I will stop doing this, but they fired him anyway. The court said, you can't tell someone not to pray. That's insane. Especially since he wasn't leading children in the prayer. Yeah, he was just personally <laughs> But because he was on the 50-yard line, it was like a public display. Of it was after the game. Yeah. His mistake, yeah. you know, if he'd led children through a transition or something, right? Like, that would be completely fine. fine. Yeah. Groom them in some way, that would be fine. But praying, oh my goodness. Heavens forbid. It's an important one. Mahill says, when will Tim get to do the Bill Gates voice on a freedom tune? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, that's a good question. Ah. We wrote, well, we wrote one that would never be allowed on YouTube. I should say, you, you pitched an idea to me that would never ever be allowed on YouTube, but Did I? we could, yeah, the one where he's got the app on his phone. And, oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah. so good. We could maybe, maybe, maybe we'll make that for like the freedom tunes behind the paywall yeah. thing. Should we just tell the joke? No, because it, you'll get booted off you, like it's, they'll never allow it. I don't even think we can say it. Really? I don't even think we can say it. No, yeah. no. 
I really don't. Right, I think right. they they would nuke the. It's screen. really good too. It's pretty it would funny. Be, it would be a really great skit. It's like three yeah. minutes long. Don't yeah. they, don't they, we'll make it. You, don't you and they I'll make you it. for activity off platform too. It's a it. No, not, no, not no, really. No, 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 no. Patreon that okay. did that. No, but I'll pay, the, I'll pay. the gag is basically about Bill Gates. It's about uh, cell, cell phones. It's about cell technology. It's about vaccines. Hmm. He's and, using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. Like, people you, are going you, to freedomtunes.com and signing up right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah go over to freedomtunes.com and become a member. We can record it afterwards and just do it. Yeah, yeah. We should work on it. I, it's, it's a really good bit. It is a really good bit. It is really. Yeah, it's good. Rule of threes. All right. Well, now you spoiled it by telling them the rule of threes is involved. So okay, okay. More times. Decide Thought says, I saw that Orville episode, I think of it backwards, wasn't about Trump winning, but about the deceptive, destructive, and divisive nature of the Democrats and how they intentionally make peace seem evil. Maybe, but it was like the moderate candidate who was supposed to win lost because of influence campaigns. And then the polling was showing that this moderate was going to win. And then when the populist wins, literally executes the moderate. Like, you watch them do it. They're like, what have you done? And then she's like, now I will kill all of you. It's like, okay. So and they, they went, and make the, our the, planet great again. The planet is, is, is a religious, zealous planet that worship is. There's their, their deity Avis. They have the, 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 they have their own Bible. And they're like, we are the pure and like, we are the chosen people. So we can't allow these other societies in. Krill first. And it's like, okay. Krill. Make Avis great again. It was like, I was a little on the nose. No, I think it's yeah, funny the, though. The, the female who was leading the, uh, her name is Talia. And she talks like this. I am, no, I am the greatest. I am <laughs> no, the greatest grill. I will say this. Not a big fan of the, I've only seen a few episodes, but for all of its flaws, it is much more similar to Star Trek than anything being produced under I know, the name right? of Star Trek That's right funny. now. It's funny and sad. Yeah. All right. What do we got yet? The Bros Durham says the seven cities area in Virginia is bigger than Rhode Island. Wow. Hmm. That's right. Alexander Nelson says, here is how we take care of congressional salaries. They make the medium, the, the medium, you mean median wage of the state district they're representing. This will cause politicians who actually have those they represent best interest in mind. I like that. I disagree. I think it'll mean only rich people run. Are uh, the median? How can you afford a residence in DC? There's members of Congress who sleep in their offices on the floor and then they get yelled at because you're not allowed to do it because they can't afford to pay rent in their hometown and in DC because DC is insanely expensive. Hmm. Yep. So it don't work. That's why. That's why they're all rich because only rich people can do it. Then they should. They should uh, make a dorm, a dormitory for uh, yeah, a congressional dormitory. Oh yeah. A. Murray has a very very interesting argument. It's very very complicated. It says government doesn't and never will work. Ooh. Solid. It's compelling. Nailed it. Compelling argument. <laughs> it's concise. Sever, uh, Sever Slate says service guarantees citizenship. Oh. Hmm, I like that idea. I, that <laughs> I like that. All right. Where are we at? The other Nat Fife says instead of term limits, how about a website that has every bill, uh, that, that has every bill voted on, a, a precis of the bill, uh, and a list of how each rep or senator voted with the option for the congressman to comment on their vote, that exists. It's a um, was it bill tracker, and or I think on the issues too, or just the issues dot yeah. com. And it pulls up the bill and it shows you all of the votes, green and red, yes and no, and then you you can see it's 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 good. All right, well, um, mail mail is that it? Mile 
Francis says, Seamus is so cute, he gives me hope that I'll meet a nice guy my age who agrees with my values. I'd ask him out, but I am on the West Coast and can't wait to leave. Love the Freedom Tunes website. God bless. No, thank you. That's very sweet. I really hope you find somebody. We'll pray for you. You will. Discern God's will, say your prayers, and he'll show you. Cooper Hurstein says, why is nobody talking about social media companies doing zero misinformation policing uh, about Roe being overturned? Because we all know there's a double standard and these corporations are evil. So... They don't care about what's true. They care about what's morally correct. You know, people are unironically saying there was a tweet I saw that had 250,000 likes oh. and it said that this is going to make it illegal to have uh, a miscarried baby removed. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like That is not true anywhere. False. Also, it's like, what do people think America was like before 1973? They, women, they think if well, women had miscarriages, they just died? What's wrong with them? Do you see that... that comic the cartoon someone made where it's the american flag but the red stripes are pregnant women dragging their bodies moaning oh, it's right. ins- you saw it and then there and then yeah. the, and then the stars on the american flag are hangers and yeah. i'm just like is this what you think was like like was going on yeah. in 1973 like just, just imagine being imagine being that that living in that headspace that's the problem. The li- uh, the, cult, these are bro. people living in a headspace that is just terminal. And uh, by the way, in case anyone tries to say otherwise, I'll just put this m- bit of information out there. Uh, Bernard Nathanson, the founder of NARAL, admitted they literally made up every single figure they gave to the press about back alley abortions and oh. the death rate that resulted Yikes. from them. It's all completely untrue. It's all completely untrue. Mic drop. All right. Let's grab one more here. Heather Corrin says, might be too late for Tim and Frank, but gentlemen, taking Saul Palmetto stops follicle death, but won't bring back already lost hair. You are welcome. That's silly. I have a very simple solution. It's called the beanie. You wear the beanie, and then you're not bald anymore. (laughs) (laughs) People don't know this. Frank's Frank's wearing a baseball cap. Problem solved. (laughs) And I only really wear wear this when I'm on air, because I don't like the feeling of this, the the, the head sweating and feeling it with the the cans on. But I don't know. People don't don't get it. I I did a video today about the uh, the transgender skating thing, and I showed a video of myself from when I was 16 still wearing the beanie. Seventeen wearing the beanie, eighteen wearing the beanie. Like they don't understand. Like it's it's just like a thing I've always done. The same That's actually his hair. Yeah. Well, it's, it's stuck to my head. I can't get it off. It's the same thing with me though. With this too, I I fell in love with fitted baseball caps when I was in like third or fourth grade, and of course it's stupid to get a child something that 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 age because you grow so quickly. But around fifth sixth grade, my mother started getting me. I I, I wanted all of the major league baseball hats. I got the everything, even the, the the retired ones. I went the old white socks. I wear the Brooklyn Dodgers hat a lot. I just love fitted baseball caps. I just always have. And, uh, and then you know, once once college came out, it was was done, and I realized that I, I was receding. I said, "Oh, whatever." I share. I shave my head anyway, so I'm just going to keep shaving. I'm going to keep wearing hats. And uh, that's it. Now, that being said, we're going to go to the members-only show. So if you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com. Become a member, support our work, and you will get access to the exclusive segment coming up at 11 p.m. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. You can follow, we're, we're actually posting now to Facebook as well. It's Facebook.com slash TimCastNews, where we're going to be putting up a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, uh, Frank, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, I, I would really like to for personally uh, just thank you for, for I, I never never really thought I'd ever come on this show or whatever, but I, I, uh, I'm so grateful for you to 
invite me and I had a wonderful time meeting you guys and the whole crew and uh, before I shout out my my channel and all that I would like to personally invite you all anytime you need to go to New York for any reason come by the studio be part of a show uh, I have a, a very cozy studio waiting for you all to come by and be guests. But quite frankly, TV, uh, I go live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Uh, I know that Tim goes live at 8, but I can be a nice little pre-show for you. <laughs> Host of a nicely to- to- talk show, current events, hidden history, human condition, and the great beyond. On just Saturday night, while you guys were uh, at the uh, the Minds event and on in your um, – in your 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 uh, your panels there, I was interviewing a man who uh, who died on the Titanic in 1912, and he he was reincarnated. So I got to, that was that was my Saturday night. You oh, get wow. to do fun stuff like that with me, and uh, and thank you. That's it. And also a shout out to Mike the Mailman. He listens to my show, but he's also a big fan of yours, Tim. Cool. And and he uh, and he came to me once when somebody sent in a a super chat about me, and he's really ex- uh, excited. I'm going to be on. So shout out to Mike the Mailman. Can you say say hi to Mike the Mailman? Hi, Mike the Mailman. There you go, Mike. <laughs> right on. Okay. I'm Seamus Coughlin of Freedom Tunes. I saw somebody sent in a super chat saying that they missed debates with strawmen. Well, I've got good news for you. Two of uh, the cartoons we got behind the paywall are debates with strawmen. We're making more of them. Uh, if y'all want to support me and what I do, go to freedomtunes.com. Become a member. You will get an extra video every week uh, as well as behind-the-scenes content. Thank you so much. Uh, Ian Crossland, iancrossland.net. You guys rock, man. I really appreciate your, your criticism and your feedback because it's some of the realest stuff out there. And Frank, dude, thanks, man. Thanks for coming and being so positive and like just encouraging me to become a sheriff. Oh, <laughs> you can do it. And I, and, and, and I, I would come down anytime. If I, if I was asked back again, I would bring my, my daughter. Yes. Um, that nice. would, she would love it. She's almost two, but she oh, would man. just love the chickens. Yeah, this so place is awesome. You let me know. Beautiful, man. All right. See you later. Thanks so much for coming. Frank, thank you all for joining us on this wonderful crossover episode. Hopefully we can do more of this in the future. I love having people from New York City because it's not that far away. You guys can follow me on Minds.com and Twitter at SourPatchLids as well as SourPatchLids.me. And if you want to see Chicken Ian, go to ChickenCityLive.com. We just put up the new cartoon and it's actually, I'm, I'm really impressed. It's, it's one of the longer, it's like over two minutes. It's funny. It's Ian as a chicken going to school. And discussing the Federal Reserve. You'll get a good laugh out of it. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.